Sharika. I am Marty Moore. It's your boy Chris. And today we have a special guest, our brother, ex NFL player, Ben Tate. What's up? What's up? What's Happy. going on with you? Good, man. Happy to be on here. Hey, man, we appreciate you. It's been like three weeks we've been trying to get you up here. Finally. Yeah, yeah I know. You know, I'll be busy sometime. Already, already. <laughs> That's stuff to do. Yeah. <laughs> man, so let's go ahead and dive right in, man. Uh, get to know Ben Tate. Uh, let's start with your early life, man. Um, where you grew up? I'm from Maryland. I'm from the eastern shore of Maryland, Salisbury, Maryland, to be exact. <laughs> okay. Um, it's a small, pretty small area uh, close by the beach. Okay. You know, growing up playing, they always call us the Beach Boys. Okay. So um, it's a small country area, country slash beachy type area. Yeah. The weather yeah. cold. Uh, the weather it gets cold. It snow. Mm. You know, it's Maryland, so I mean, it snow. It get yeah, it get it get cold. It do. Yeah. Okay. Growing up, did you uh did you have your mom and your father in your life? I did. Okay. I did. Um, but I actually uh I think it was the age of about like six. Um, I lived with my father. Okay. Um, I chose to live with him because I was active. I was a very, very active kid, and my mother worked nights. She was mm. a night. She she worked. She had a job working nights. Um, so it was hard for her, you know, to be able to take me. And it, you know, I was always involved and wanted to be involved in sports, and so she just didn't have the time because of her job. Gotcha. And um, my my brother, uh, I have an older brother. And um, we were just total opposites. He would he didn't really care to play sports. He didn't really care to kind of do anything. And I was, you know, like I said, the opposite. So I wanted to do, play, run around, be crazy. And my mom just didn't have time for it. Yeah. Um, so I actually was raised in my, with my father. My father had, uh, well, lived with him. Not he didn't raise him, but both of them was there. Yeah. Gotcha. So your father was the one, like, showing up to your games for the most part, or your mother, too, when she could. Uh, I mean, weekends came, my mom would come to the games. You know, mm-hmm. growing up then, you playing Pop Warner. So, you know, and all your basketball games. Well, like, my basketball games, like, rec league and stuff like that, she wouldn't just because. And that's what I was going to ask you. So, did you, did you just start off, like, you just know for sure you want to play football? Or what other sports did you actually get into? Um, Growing up, I always had a love for football. So, I was always drawn to football. Uh, I would always get in trouble when I was little, like, Monday night games. Yeah. Like, sneaking the TV <laughs> in my room and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, watching on the TV in my room and things like that. I would always get in trouble. Uh, and I used to always have to plead with my dad, especially if it was a good running back on TV, like Emmitt Smith was playing, mm-hmm. something like that. I was like, yo, I got to watch it. Yeah. Like, now you got to yeah. like, no, I need to watch it. Right. You got to deal with them consequences. <laughs> yeah. like, I, you know what right. I'm saying? I'll watch it and deal with the consequences later. Like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. You know, so it was just always in me. Um, But I also had a real love for basketball. Mm. And I actually think I probably ended up having more of a love for basketball than I did football early on. Mm. Um, so you growing play up, point? huh? You play point, point and shooting guard. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right now, who, 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 who your top five? Top five for all time. All time. All time. Man, that's tough. Don't start no arguments now. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna say obviously Jordan in there for me. Yeah. Okay. Jordan, Kobe in there for me. You better say KD. So you put a lot of pressure on that's, 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 that's my that's my god damn you can't okay. Yeah. But see, like, I mean, if you're just saying just five, period, no position. It's five, five, no, no, no position. position. Okay, five. okay, now, okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Now if we're doing five, no positions, no position. I'ma say Kobe, I'ma say Jordan, I'ma say LeBron, I'ma say Iverson, and I'ma say uh 
Give me a center, at least one big guy. One big man. You just said no position. Oh, okay, okay. yeah, all right, all right. I mean, that we can't. I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. See, I mean, it's. I'm, I'm young, so there's some older guys that I know of, but I ain't really yeah. see them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, so if I'm gonna have to say a center, I'm gonna say Shaq. Yeah. Man, I love his top five. Yeah. I love yeah, top five. Sure. Sure. <laughs> ain't rocking with all that. I know y'all better be saying KD. That's my guy. KD. So, so you, KD, KD, a, a beast. I like him. Yeah, he, 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 he one of my favorite players. He one of my favorite players. And he a Maryland guy. You from Maryland? Yeah, yeah. Katie from Maryland. Okay. Oh, I can name some ballers from Maryland now. Got some basketball. <laughs> <players. Yeah. laughs> so you started playing like basketball when you was younger, but you still had a love for the football. So you was like torn between the two, or you just, no, I mean, you really I, did, did, just did both. I did both. So at that age, you know, you, um, yeah, you well, I did both all the way up through through high school. But um, so I, I mean, I, I, you know, when I was you know uh, early childhood, early grade school, I did basketball, football, wrestle. Mm. I did all of them. You like you like a rascal. Yeah, I think I wrestled. Yeah. About you doing like track and field too. Oh yeah, I was a beast at track and field in high school. Mm. I was like one of the top in the state. I just didn't never. I was always like hurt something or got DQ like in the finals and stuff. Like mm. I was always messing up when it came time. Yeah. And then I even run track my senior year. Oh. Mm. So, so by the time you was a senior, you was more like youth football. Yeah. Okay. That's so. when. So is that when you got serious? Like you like for sure? Like you want to take this? To like the next level. When did I so? You, when did I get serious about football? Yeah, like, like as far as you being younger and going into like transition, like high school as well. When did you get like you for sure? You know just what you want to do. Um, I would say probably tenth grade. Okay. Um, because early on I was still playing, you know, middle school. Excuse me, all of that stuff. I was still playing. Um. Like AAU basketball. So I was invested okay. in basketball too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was invested in football, but I was invested yeah. in basketball. I was invested in wrestling. Like I right. went to the Junior Olympics for wrestling. Mm. So I, you know, at that early age, I was one of those kids. I was good at everything. Yeah. So like whatever I jumped on, Definitely. yeah. whatever I jumped in, like I was norm- normally, you know what I'm saying? I was probably like the best at it. Yeah. Um, Like wrestling. Started wrestling in my first year. I went to the Junior Olympics. Went to Junior Olympics. You know what I mean? And with basketball, my, um, my uh, I started on an AAU team, you know what I mean. And then when I got to to high school, my freshman year, I played varsity basketball. Oh, that's good. I played. I think I played one game on JV, scored like thirty some points. The next game they moved me up to varsity, and then like probably like five games. I think I moved up. I ended up yeah. starting. Yeah. What'd you averaging? I wasn't the best player on the team. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So you got to realize up there in Maryland, we got some ballers. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So I wasn't even the best player on my team. A lot of right. guys that I played with end up. You know what I'm saying? Was more serious about it than I was. End up going and playing overseas. Mm. Um, so I, I'll probably say on uh, I probably I was about ten. Okay. I was gonna give about yeah, ten. And I, was, and I was going. And I was going. I was going to guard the best offensive player mm. because you know I was that football player. You know, big. yeah, right. a little more yeah. big. You know yeah, what right. I'm saying? I was pushing around. You're I was. Like, I was. Yeah, I was aggressive. I was gonna talk trash to you just to get you out of your game because I didn't really yeah. care if I didn't score a whole lot. Even though I really wanted to, mm-hmm. but I knew I had other guys. Like, I mean, one guy, uh, Aaron White, who I played with, I mean, he was probably averaging like 30-something a game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was just ridiculous. Then we had another guy who was a pretty good shooter. He was probably averaging, you know, like 15, 16. Then I was probably like the third, you know, third in scoring. And I, yeah. Like I said, I had to guard the best player on uh, defensively. Best, the best, like, like, those are people that they like coaches love. Like, the ones that's going to guard the best player. Yeah, right. he, yeah that's why I probably, that's why I probably started. Put Ben on. Yeah. Put ben yeah, on. I mean, like dudes like six, seven, six, eight. I'm like, coach, 
And at that time, you know, I'm like five eight, like five. And I'm like, right. what you want me to do? Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, get in his head, like yeah. push him around, like. So I was like, all right, bet. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't cause like I almost got fighting like plenty of times, like you know what I'm saying in high school, like. Summer league, I ain't gonna lie. Summer league, I did get fighting. I yeah. Would, I would throw the first punch every time. <laughs> I went away. No, I went away. Yeah. Summer league, in summer league, yeah. I ain't gonna get suspended. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right. in trouble, boy. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Them boys push me. I'm like, yeah. oh, I've been in his head all day. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He yeah. pushed me. On him, I'm going. I'm going go to throw this punch because that's what's probably coming next. Right. Yeah. 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 That's straight up. So speaking of that, transition to the to the next point. So being in high school playing football. Uh, what was, you know, being a young black, you know, male, did you face like any obstacles, any struggles, anything like that, that, you know, may have at one point hindered you from playing football or any type of sports at all? Man. So uh, a lot of people don't know this, but, um, I could tell the story. My, uh, I quit my junior year in the middle of, um, having one of the if not probably the best season in the, the in state history. Yeah. Um, yeah. I quit right in the middle of the season. Why? Um, It was like a lot of pressure from like outside people, <clears throat> you know, and at and that young of an age, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to have fun. Right. I love the game. But like I said, at, you know, 10th grade, like my uncle was like, hey, he sucked me down. I was like, hey, you need to get serious about your grades. If this is what you need to do. You need to get serious about football. You need to get, like, what you want to do, get serious about it. And so that was, you know, my freshman year, going into my 10th grade year, I got serious about it, you know. And my 10th grade year is the first year I played varsity. I didn't play varsity football my freshman year. Gotcha. And in fact, my freshman year, I wasn't even starting on the JV team because I was so little. Yeah. Like, I was tiny. <laughs> I was, like, 130. Yeah. You know, and as people see me, they're like, what? Like, I was really, really tiny. Like, I was so small, the coaches were scared to put me in. I didn't get to play. I didn't get to play in high school probably until like the third or fourth game mm. on JV. A bunch of the guys got hurt. And the coach was looking around like, hey, we need a running back. I'm like, bro. I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> like, what yeah. you mean? Yeah. Like, like, you know, all through Pop Warner, I was killing. But it was like, yeah. well, you're so small. We don't know here. And I was like, coach, put me in. Like, he turned to our, like, backup quarterback and was like, hey, you know the running back spot? I'm like. No, this nigga right. Yeah. Like, I'm right here. Yeah. Right. And it was like, kind of like, like last year, it's like, all right, go in the game. The first time I ever touched the ball in high school, touchdown. Cute. Like 60 first yards. Time. First time ever. Second time, touchdown, like 70 yards. Third time, touchdown. Like the first three That's times crazy. I ever touched the ball in high school, all three times I'm straight for a touchdown. Yeah. And, so, and, you, and you hold the, the, the record for, what, all-time rushing? Yeah, all-time. All time rushing, uh, like yards in the season, like yards per game, like anything that's pretty much like offensive that's got to do with like rushing and running. Yeah. Like, I got the records. Yeah. So ain't like Bo Jackson or somebody like on that same list or something? That's right. Uh, or is that like no? That was college. Yeah, college. college. So you did the same thing in college too? Nah, you just said it, Bo. No, yeah. No, I don't think Bo. It might be Bo Cadillac. Cadillac. Bo's on that list too. Yeah. I think Cadillac. Yeah. Cadillac is number so, one at Auburn. So, 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 and before we get to the college, well, I so, didn't even get back. I ain't even. Yeah, yeah. I, ain't, so, I don't think I answered what you asked. So I was about to. Yo. Yeah, go ahead. I don't remember what you asked. So. No, the, uh, <laughs> no, the obstacles. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so you know, I got serious. My my, like I said, I got serious my sophomore year. Had a really good year. I didn't start. End up um, 
being, I think, like, second on the team and, and rushing, I had, like, 900 some yards on, like, 50 carries. Mm. Like, it was ridiculous. You know what I mean? 50 carries? Yeah, like, 50, 60 carries. I had, like, 900 some yards, and I played receiver. So I had, like, a couple hundred yards just, like, splitting out. I used to run goal balls, you know what I'm saying? And so after all of that, my junior year, it was like, all right, I know I'm about to start. I'm about to, you know what I'm saying, do my thing. So my first, like, five games, I was killing. The first five games, I had, like, 1,500 yards. Mm. Like, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> um... And so, but going through it, you know, it was like a lot of outside pressure and a lot of, of hate. Um, it was a lot of racism. Just to be honest, it was a lot of racism where I lived at. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like openly racism, but you could just tell it was a lot of hate because when people started talking about the high school that I was at, which was, is um, it's like one of like, probably a really like rich county in okay. Maryland. Yeah. It's right by the beach. So, you know, you don't get a lot of that money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's a really rich, um, rich county, and you know it's just a lot of white people at the school. I'm just gonna be honest, a lot of white people at the school, um, not as many black people. Right. Um, and uh, so as the year went on, you know, and I'm kind of doing my thing, and you could see the people. Um, of course, you had your supporters, but at the same right. time, you could see the people, and even like the coaches who were coaching me, I, you could see the hate in them. You know what I'm saying? You could see them trying to, you know, come up against me, and yeah. I could feel it, and I could sense it, and I'm like. Why my coaches? Yeah. I had a defensive coach. Didn't even want me. Because I, I played both sides of the ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was good on, you know, I was all-conference, all-state safety, too. Mm. And running back. Like, you know what I'm saying? I played both sides. So, mm. and I had a defensive coach who'd be like, I only want him on my defense. Why? Why? Yeah, right Why? You know? And as a child, that you know, it started messing on my head. Like, yeah. they don't want me here. Like, and at that time, I knew I was the best. Like, you couldn't right. tell me I'm not right. the best player on this team. Right. right. You know, and that wasn't me trying to be cocky. It was just I knew what it was, right. and everyone else knew what it was. Yeah. And I think that the fact that, like I said, when you started to talk about the high school and our success, it wasn't you know the name. It wasn't Stephen Decatur. It was Ben Tate and right. Stephen Decatur High School. Right. Or sometimes they wouldn't even say the high school. It's like the Ben Tate School. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And. I think the people in the community, the coaches that started to bother them, like, it's not just him, which I get it. It wasn't just me. And, but I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was a kid. So at that point, like, I was getting tired of it. Like, man, you know what? I don't even feel like doing this. Right. You know what I mean? So it was one day, um, you know, we had practice on a Monday after school and there was like, you know, people called me like, yo, where are you at? I'm like, man, I ain't coming. And my, my uncle now was like one of the coaches on the team. Really? <laughs> my uncle one of the coaches on the team and he like you know he calling people calling like where are you at you in the locker room like what's, what's going on I'm like bro I'm in my car I'm going right. home mm-hmm. in yeah. fact I'm almost home you know right. they're like what I'm like I'm tired of it man I quit you quit I quit and they're like you can't quit I'm like why can't I? I'm done right so, so who was the one who brought you back it, it was my dad my dad wasn't going to let me quit. He said, like, no, if you don't want to play football after the season, that's fine. But I'm not going to let you quit because it's not about you. You still got teammates. You still got other people that's, you know what I'm saying? I don't care about the haters. Right. You know what I mean? I don't care about that. But what you're not going to do is quit on your teammates. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he was like, whatever you need to do, whatever punishment you're going to have to take, you're going to go back to practice tomorrow yeah. and tell them sorry and continue to play. You know, and after he really sat down and talked to me, I was like, man, you know what? You're right. Because it's not that I, I hate the game. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I just was tired of, you know what I'm saying, all, all the nonsense that was coming with it. When you were, you know what I mean, you are 11th grade. Yeah. You're just trying to have fun, do your thing, and play ball. Right. 
And you being young, you don't know like no matter what. Yeah. Festival is coming regardless. Yeah. How much more appreciation did you do you have for your pops just for pushing you? You know, because you eventually, of course, you know, end up getting to the league, but. Um, how much more appreciative are you uh, of your pops? Because everybody don't have, you know, a male figure or a father, you know what I'm saying, in their life. Very appreciative, man. He was always there. He was always there. He's a big part of, you know what I'm saying, a big part. And my mom as well, but yeah. you know what I'm saying, a big part of my reason of why I was successful. You know, yeah. I am successful today. Yeah. yeah. Um. So definitely, he definitely played a big part in it, man. Um, he played a huge part in that. Because I definitely was, you know, could have threw in the towel over just that emotional moment. Yeah. And just that, that emotional moment could have messed my whole career up. Yeah. You know, but as a child, you don't think about that. Right. You don't see that, you know. Right. And so that was a big, you know, that was a big time for me, you know, yeah. doing what I was doing. And sometimes, oftentimes, when you're in the moment of it, you don't really realize what you're doing. I didn't realize what I did in high school. Until I got to college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, you know, you walking right. around like, oh, I'm the man. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you really is like, yo, I got the shorties now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm having yeah. fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? My dad didn't play by my school, so I stayed on honor roll. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that wasn't an issue. Right. You know, um, you couldn't you couldn't play football if your grades weren't right. Oh, no, I graduated with like a 3.6, something like that. Like, yeah, 3.7. There's no story like, you hear about like NFL, yeah. I mean, like athletes, they like, don't really care about the school part as long as they can play. So they like not giving a, oh, they just doing just enough to like play sports. You know what I mean? Nah, I had to, uh, I had to take my, uh, my grade serious. Like my dad didn't play and, and especially when it came to basketball season, because my dad didn't like basketball. He was a wrestler. Yeah. So he <laughs> wanted, you know, so when I got to high school, I had to choose either wrestling or basketball. Yeah. And I went out to wrestling team first. That was like the basketball coach came in there like, "Hey, bro, like, what you doing?" I'm like, "I'm wrestling." <laughs> so it was like a big like <laughs> argument and battle. Like they both wanted me because I was, you know, I was pretty decent, decent yeah. at both. And I was like, I quit wrestling. I was like, yeah, girls go to the basketball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's be you know, yeah. so yeah. that's what I end up doing. So, so everybody know your your pops know your coach know they know Ben is an athlete. He a beast. He gotta go to college, right? What was going through your mind? Was you like, I for sure got to go to college? Did you want to go to college? Like, what did you want to do at the the pinnacle, pretty much, of your high school uh, football career? Uh, at that point, like I said, I knew I had loved the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that. I knew that after my my sophomore year, I was like, okay, you must be good. Yeah. The things I was doing, you know what I mean? My first year on varsity, like, okay, you, you must be good. So then in my junior year, I was, some of the stuff I was doing was just like, like, man, like that whole year for that, my average, mm-hmm. you know, like average per game, like my average yeah. for that year, my junior year was 220 yards per game, per game. My high school average is over 10 yards a carry mm. in high school. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> when I was doing it, but now I look back, I'm like, yo, that's amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's, that's crazy. Right. Um, so, but I had a plan then. Like, once I really started to realize, like, okay, you really are good. I went that much harder in the paint for it. I went mm-hmm. that much harder. I got that much more focused. Yeah. And like I said, I was already focused going, especially going into my junior year. I was already yeah. pretty focused. Right. You know, um, I worked. 
super hard that year, you know, to get noticed, to go into camps and everything. So I would say going from my sophomore year to my junior year, I knew I wanted to go to the NFL. Gotcha. So in my mind, I had a plan. I had a plan. So I yeah. knew I had to keep my grades right. You know what I'm saying? I knew I had to be, you know, the outstanding, you know, in the community. I knew I had to do all those things, right. you know what I mean, to get to where I needed to go. You so had your, your mind made up. I had my mind made up. It wasn't nothing that anyone could tell me. And even when I was little, I think I kind of knew I wanted to go to the NFL because I would say it. Yeah. You know, but. You spoke it into existence. I spoke it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I spoke it. And, you know, when they tell you well, what you want to be, NFL player, and the, co- the teachers be like, well, nah, well, what's, it, what's your backup plan? Right. They said, what's your realistic plan? Right. Yeah. And yeah. I told her. I told them. The NFL. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, we need you to do something else. Well, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Because I'm telling you what I'm doing. Well, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what happened. So, like, what, uh, like you said, we're going into the draft. What made you pick? No, no, not college. Draft, college. What made you pick Auburn? Um, because I'm pretty you, sure you yeah. have people looking I was at you. Say, so, before you answer like that, what other colleges or universities you had, like, to choose from that well, made you should say, like, this is the one? For my junior year, after my junior year, well, right. Probably towards the end of my junior year, I started getting offers, um, which was crazy because actually going into my junior year, I became like that's when I became like noticed like nationally yeah. and being like ranked. So going into my junior year, I were, I was ranked like in, in my class, like you know to have like a top hundred. I was probably like ninety something mm-hmm. going into my junior year because I just got ranked from like the camps and stuff. Um, and then some of my junior year. When I was just tearing it up, of course, the rankings and stuff moved. So I ended up, you know, but when it was all said and done, I ended up being ranked like number five, I think, running back in the country mm-hmm. and like number, number like 40 something, like in the country, in the whole country. Yeah. You telling me I'm the 40th best player, you know what I'm saying, in high school in the whole country? Like, that was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so around that time, you know, uh, like I said, my junior year, that's when I started to get scholarship offers. I think my first offer that I ever got was NC State, North Carolina okay. State. Yeah. And then after I got North Carolina State, then like Maryland came, you know, then after that, they just started, you know, they just started like rolling in. Back to back. Yeah, they just started coming in. Um, early, early on, like, I want to say I got offers for, for, for basketball, but it was, they were talking to me, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? But I wasn't, it wasn't like at division one, Yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? It was kind of more like, oh, okay, like he ain't finna, I'm finna go play football. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, like whatever. Right. What year was it that you? I see you was like the Gatorade State Player of the Year. Was that your junior year or your senior? Um, I don't know. I think I might have did it both. Both? I don't know though. Okay. Or it was one so year. I think they 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 one year. I think they might have jipped me or something like so that. When they say, yeah, they like, said you, the, you the Gatorade Player of the Year. What does that mean? Like, are you like in ads or are are you like? What that's that? saying that you was the best player in your state. And Gatorade is just backing you up. And Gatorade, you know, that's who, like, do the award. Okay. That's who do the award or whatever. So, uh, I even forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact. fact. Right, right. Definitely a fun fact. So, uh, you commit to Auburn, right? Right. So, if you back up, I'll give you a cool little uh, tidbit that uh, something some people know. But actually, from, so then, if you think about what I was talking about, kind of uh, just being open to racism. It yeah. was kind of going on, the kind of hatred that was right. toward me, that even when college coaches would come into uh, the high school to talk to my, to my, to my, uh, to my coach, yeah. he was telling them false things, telling them I wasn't a team player, telling them I didn't have good grades, Whoa. you know, but none of these things he, he was saying he could back up. Right. 
So, you know, these, 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 uh, you know, these coaches, they, you know, they recruit and they talk to you and they talk to you. Mm -hmm. And then they start to see like, you know, you know, one of them I ended up getting close with, um, he was a running back coach at, at the university of Virginia. Okay. Um, his last name was Poindexter. That's crazy. I remember his name. His last name was Poindexter. And one day I'm talking to him on the phone and he was like, say, man, I'm just going to tell you, you know, we really want to, you know, obviously you're a high recruit, but we have a red flag on you. Like a red flag on me for what? He was like, your grades. I was like, my grades? What you talking about? I got you know my transcript right now. <laughs> yeah. I sent you a picture right now. He was like, I was like, well, do you have my grades? He was like, no, nah, but I just keep hearing. I said, exactly, you keep hearing. Right. I said, but I can see you a picture of my report cards and my transcript right now. Literally sent him a picture. He called me back and was like, well, your coach was saying. I was like, right. Yeah. Right. You know, so, so <laughs> once, once all that was going on. And I seen that my coach was interfering with my future. I had to leave. Mm. So going from my junior to my senior year, I had to transfer. Mm. All my friends, everybody that you know, what I'm saying. That's tough. I, like, yeah. exactly. Like, you know, growing up, we everybody, with exactly. And this was a thing. I transferred to the rival school. They thought I was a sellout. They was like, you know what I mean, talking bad about me. And I had to deal, you know, in high school, you got to deal with that. Yeah. I didn't want to go there. I did not want to go to that school. I wanted to go to a different school called like Wacomico, Wacomico High School, whatever. That's where I wanted to go. I tried to convince my father, tried to convince my pops, like, yo, let me just go here. They already kind of good. If they yeah. got me in the Knicks, you know what I mean? We're going to be yeah. syndicated. Well, nobody would be this. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much, I knew. You know, I wasn't trying to be cocky. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was always very confident, but I knew like whatever team or whatever high school I had went to, that that was going to put us in contention because both of the schools, the school I ended up going to, Snow Hill, and the other school was Wild High, right. which I was trying to choose between. Both of them were good. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I went, that I was going to like put them over the top. Right. You know, and um, so I ended up transferring my senior year to my rival high school where I'm just gonna be honest. I had already gotten fights with those dudes. Like, like you gotta go in there and prove yourself. Like, <laughs> like I had already gotten that, you know, because we were out of school, so I had gotten a fight with them, yeah, you know. Previously. Probably talk to, yeah, previously, yeah, yeah, yeah. previously. Talk to their girlfriends. Like, you know how it is in high school. It's like all types of stuff, you know right. what I mean? Because the girls gonna follow the, the hottest player with it to right. school you go to. Right. So I was at no school, but they were still talking to me. Yeah, you know what I right. mean? And it was just, I mean, it was crazy because my first couple of days at school. Of my first couple of days, my first probably couple of months at school, I would be late to class every day mm. because I didn't really trust. I didn't really trust those guys, you yeah. know, because I end up trying like literally I didn't I end up transferring the second half of my junior year. So, you know, what I'm saying what football season or nothing yet. So I didn't really know them yet. You know, what I'm saying? I didn't really know them like that. I ended up transferring the second half of my junior year and going there, man. And it was just crazy i mean i remember just having the conversations and talking to my, my dad about it and him convincing me like man you gotta go here and just sitting on my steps like outside like just crying like mm-hmm. no he like man look you gotta like at early he's like man i know you your emotions and this and that but yeah what's your goal right what's your goal and this is gonna be this is what you gotta do if this is what you want to do game. yeah yeah he was like look at it and i was like man i sucked it up and was like cool so it was the academics played a part into it as far as choosing snow here uh not really, because um, the academics was pretty about kind of even, yeah. um, you know, and I was so far along that I actually graduated. I actually graduated early. Yeah. I graduated semester early. So my grades were and you know, wherever I go, I think I might have had to take like one or two classes that I needed. 
the rest was just kind of like fluff classes because I knew I was graduating wherever I was going. I was going to graduate and leave early because I didn't want to stay at the high school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not just going. So I'm you gonna... pretty much was done with high school by the time football season was over, pretty much. Yeah, one, yeah. once football season was over, I left and went to, went to college. Wow. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Okay. Most definitely. So, um. So now we in college. Right. So what made me choose Auburn was, uh, I wanted to play in the SEC. Okay. I had, like you said, I had multiple, you know, scholarship offers, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of offers. Um, I wanted to play in the SEC because coming from a small area, people would say, oh, he did all those crazy stats. He do all them crazy stuff against, you know, those type of players. But yeah, lesser talent, mm-hmm. you know. So I'd be like, okay, I see y'all saying that. I ain't mad at that. I can't control where I grew up at. Right. Cool. So I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to go play in where they say the best conference is in college football. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, uh, Auburn, I want, I want to go to, uh, I mean, I had, of course, for SEC, I had like, you know, uh, Bama, Georgia, Florida, a um, couple more schools. And um, I, went to, I chose Auburn because, you know, obviously when I got there and stuff like that, I liked it. But yeah. um, one of the things was at that time, you know, they was putting running backs in the NFL. And it was known as running back you. You know, so if you're known as running back you and you in the best conference um, in the country, and to me it only made sense. Why not go where they have this rich tradition right. and history of running backs and do it where the best players, they say, go do it at. Yeah. So it was like a challenge to myself, and you know, that's what made me choose. That's what made me choose there. So you get there, man. And I I mean, I know football is on your mind, but I know it's a whole bunch of other distractions. Yeah, girls. And you really ain't got you by yourself. You ain't got nobody over your head. Like, stay on this, do this, do this. I was seventeen. And you seventeen. Seventeen in college. So that really (laughs) seventeen for a guy really mean you like. 15, 16. <laughs> yeah. And so you ain't got nobody over your head. You making your own real decisions. How you stay focused? Yeah. It was easy to stay focused when it came to football. Because, like I said, what was my end goal in NFL? Mm-hmm. So I knew that that aspect of it, I will, I always was serious about it. I always came to work. When it was time to work, I always came to work. Mm-hmm. Always. But the school part of it is what really got me. Because, you know, in high school, you know, you would study the night before a test. Right. Or maybe even two days before the test, you know, I could study cram. We would go in there and get a BRA. Yeah. You know, and so my first semester in college, I tried to do that. And it <laughs> was... Awful. I got my like, you know, you get your progress report. I'm like, yo, I'm about to flunk out of college, son. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I called my dad and I was like, yo. He's like, what's up? I'm like, man, I don't know if college is for me. He was like, what you yeah. mean? I'm like, man, I'm getting my grades back. Yeah. It ain't good. Right. He's like, don't you guys study hard? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to study hard. What you doing to study hard? Obviously, you ain't studying. Nah. Yeah. There's so many girls in study, bro. Yeah, you can't, like, focus. You can't focus. Right. 
Like you need to have these ladies all needs to be separated. Like the boys on one side, and right. the girls on another side. So, right. I mean, you got the volleyball team coming in, you got yeah. the basketball team coming in, soccer, equestrian. You like, bro, like softball in these joints. They all here. You right. know what I mean? You, like I said, I'm 17. I just got the contract. Like, yo, what <laughs> is this? <laughs> So I know you came from like dealing with racism and stuff like that. So when you got to Auburn, did you deal with anything like that? Because I don't, that's not like a historical black school, nothing like that. Nah, I mean, that was honestly one of my concerns um, that almost made me kind of second guess going there mm -hmm. was that like, how would I deal with the racism? Because even though I knew it was racism going on where I lived at, it's not really open. Like it wasn't nobody gonna just come out and just say something to me. Yeah. You know, it wasn't nobody. They might not really act some type of way, but I knew. You know what I'm saying? Because some of my best friends, you know, one of my best friends to this day is white. We don't really like calling white, but he Italian. So he hang around him. He know what they yeah, say. He, he tell me. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's just what it was. So I know what they were saying. I knew it. You know what I'm saying? I used to tell them like, bro, I knew that anyway. Like before you right. even tell, like I knew that. So, but I had my concern was how. Being that you know, then I had an attitude. I had, a, I had, a, I, didn't, I didn't have a good attitude. How are you going to deal with this? You know, when someone calls you out of your name, or a coach calls you out of your name, or kind of insinuate, you know, something that's out of your name. Right. How are you going to handle that? Because I never dealt with that before, and that was the part that that bothered me and worried me because I knew I had an attitude. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I knew it, and. So that's, you know, so, so being there and being that you are a football player, you don't see those type of things mm. or, you know, I'm going to say you don't see them. You don't experience right, those type of things it, yeah. because of who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, you know, they don't have an NFL team. So you, you are, you, you're there, everything, you know what I'm saying? You, you're, they're, they're, they glorify you there, you know, Auburn, Alabama, this, those schools, they searching football. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you glor so you don't see those type of things. They talk to you different. They act different. You know what I mean? I'm just being candid. That's just what it is. So you yeah. don't see it. I mean, you don't experience it, but oftentimes I would see a regular student gets treated some type of way or act some type of way, mm. you know? And even the first time when my, my, uh, my conditioning coach, um, you know, when you just get somewhere, you don't really know him. I don't really know him. He don't really know me. Mm. And he called me boy. I'm like, whoa. I ain't your boy. I ain't your boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And knowing him now, he didn't mean it. Right. In a dis in that type of way or a disrespectful type of way. Yeah. You, you know where you came from. But where I'm come from, yeah. ain't nobody calling me my boy. Nah. You know what I mean? And especially where I'm at, I'm already have that in the back of my mind. I'm in Alabama. Yeah. You know. They call they that you see TV, you hear how they talk, and they call people boy, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So when he called me that, it kind of took me somewhere. Like, hold up, yeah. I ain't your boy, right. you know. And he took that as me being disrespectful, or whatever. And I took it as disrespect. Right. Like my dad, you ain't gonna call me out of my name, right. you know. So it was a cultural difference when I first got there that I had to learn and I had to see. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I told him like how I felt about. Hey, don't you know? Even my coach, my coach, hey boy, nah, don't don't call me no boy, coach. Cause this takes my mind somewhere. somewhere right. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean it no type of way. Just like yeah. you don't mean it. But it's just our cultural difference right here. Yeah. Where I'm from, people yeah. don't use that word to talk, mm -hmm. call you no boy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, most definitely. So you playing football? You know, you got to play football. Um, when did you know? I mean, because most people would they go to college, where you don't know like what you're gonna major into. What second year? I guess. 
really could you change it so much i mean you go in with something on your mind knowing you yeah. want to do something did you go in with something like you knew like for sure what you wanted to major in yeah i um you know as as a as a kid and like growing up through high school and everything like i said i always knew what i wanted to do i always had a plan yeah and so when i got to school excuse me when i got to school i knew i wanted to be um you know like a cop Secret Service agent, you know, because a lot of my family, yeah. a lot of my family are cops, you know, state okay. troopers, my family, you know, in Secret Service, my uncle was on Secret Service for like 20, some 30, 30 some years, oh, wow. President's Detail, like all that stuff. Yeah. So all that stuff would interest me. Like they always, he would tell me stories and be like, hey man, I'm telling you this, but you can't tell yeah. nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm like, what? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He'll tell me something about the president. I'm like, for real? He'd be like, yeah, you can't tell nobody. I'm like, for real? He just playing. He'd be like, no, I'm for real. Yeah. You know, so I always thought that was so cool. Right. You know what I mean? So when I got to college, I was like, man, I want to do that. You know, so I took up uh, criminology. So I knew at the very beginning what I wanted to do. And, you know, luckily for me, you know, sometimes you have an idea, you say you have an idea of what you want to do, but then you start doing it. You're like, ah, this ain't ain't really what I want. But for me, like, I was the more I got into it, I'm like, yo, this is it. Like, I like that. Yeah. That was it. So that was it. So, you know, kept the speed plan. Yep. Right. That's what I'm going to say. Like, you still had a backup plan, even if. Although you knew. Yeah, I knew, but it's like, just in case, just in case, like, you know what I mean? Just in case of my career don't go high. My thing was, I ain't doing this because NFL ain't work because it's going to work. It was like, all right, Right. if my career don't necessarily, if I'm only there for a year or, you know what I mean? Whatever, what I'm going to fall back on. So you graduated, you got the degree? Yeah, I graduated, um, I graduated, I graduated college early too. But you know, in college once, you know, my GPA was so low to me i think it was probably like a 2-1 or 2-2 or something mm-hmm. when i first started out it's so hard to pull it up mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i didn't graduate like 3.0 like i normally was used to but it got close to it yeah. you know so i ended up graduating i was you know i was cool with it yeah. so you playing football and i mean you're doing pretty good though. i mean you're on the list of you know what i think it's number five um all-time russian oh uh, russian leader Oh yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I always that. on that, yeah, yeah, on that list, that. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, how did that feel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you talking about catalog and all yeah. that. Yeah. So how, I mean, how, yeah, and, and several other players too. I mean, to be number five, like, how do you like feel like about that? Like taking that in, like you on the list with these greats, all time greats. Like, what what did that do to your mind? Um, the first thing, like, once my college career was done and you know I, I looked at it and they were like you know or as it, my senior year was coming it was like hey you here on the list hey you there on the list and when I was in college it was um I would say kind of like a mentor he kind of talked to him sometimes was a guy named Joe Cribs who's actually number four on the list mm. and you know so I used to talk to him he was there when I got drafted and everything and I used to tell him hey I'm coming for your spot I'm coming for your spot yeah you know but when they got done I was happy I was happy that I was top five because I always be like, hey, I'm top five, did a lot. Like, I just right. top five. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm dope. top five in one of the best running back schools, you know what I'm saying, in yeah. the country. Like, I'm yeah. in there. But I was honestly disappointed that in myself that I wasn't higher because mm. of some things that have transpired, you know, during my career. You know, I honestly feel like I should be probably be like number three. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Realistically, I probably could have been number three. And that's yeah. where, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, dang. I had that in mind. Like, I really wanted to be top three. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think I could have got there, but it's some things that transpired. Like, my whole second half of my junior year, like, I barely played. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of things that transpired, you know. But that, is um, the field, huh? Is the field going on? Is 
filter, like, I'll, motivated I'll, you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then you just can't be, I mean, we are our own worst critics. So, number five is still amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. now the fact like I oh yeah, yeah. no I accepted it and I'm and I'm, yeah. and I'm happy for it because nobody can I can't say take it away because somebody can obviously beat you know what I'm saying move those mm -hmm. records but it's been standing here and it's looking like it ain't going nobody ain't gonna pass me for a <laughs> yeah. while right. like yeah. I just don't see nobody going to pass me up for a while did you did you have um, in college you know because some people just know like you know you got friends you got buddies you got females that know you probably gonna end up going to lead did you start getting people like. You know, attached known to you, like you know, the closer and closer you get, trying to get you caught up. You know what I'm saying? A slip up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like a few situations where you was like, "Ooh, I dodged that one." And then especially girls, girls be knowing. Like in college, like yeah. when I went to school, I went to because um, y'all celebrities on campus. Yeah, I went to no, Iowa. Yeah, yeah that's real. Uh, a Hawkeye and like them girls, and it was a white school. But them girls had their eyes set oh, on you, them. You went to Iowa? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them, I some balls that come through there. Yeah. had their eyes set on them, in, like, the uh, basketball players and, like, the football, football players. players. yeah. Yes, like, they at these parties, they was going. Like, oh, they yeah. there. Like, so, I know it was girls where you was at, like, trying to get close to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. It's so many words you know, Right. Yeah. I mean, I can say I had a lot of fun in college. Yeah. 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 Like I enjoy my time. Like I college, I tell you all the time, go to college. That's all I'm gonna ask you. Yeah. Why? Like, cause you need to experience college. It, it is. It's like you need to, experience. you know, you need to, it's an experience. Like you need to experience college. You need to experience the, the hard times, the schoolwork. You need to experience the fun times. Yeah. yeah like you need to experience college. And I tell you. College was probably one of the best times of my life because you think about it, you're not quite old enough. You ain't got, you know, too many bills or nothing. You might have some stuff, you know, but, you know, for yeah. us, it's scholarship checks. So it's not like we right. got to worry about where the money coming from. Right, We're going right. to get our scholarship checks that's going to pay for where we live in, you know, this and that. Mm -hmm. So, but to me, like, college was some of the most best time of my life because, you, you know, you got that. You just having fun. You having so you know you're doing your work. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, but I had fun. Yeah. And it's like the it's like the uh, I like to t say it's like the um what I used to call it. I used to have a word I used to say. I can't think of it now. But it's like that fun. You ain't got to pay for it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you're in the league, you you know what I mean? You paying for bottles, or you paying for this, or you right. paying for that, or you got the jewelry, you got this, or you got in a, in, a, in college it wasn't that. It's was just like you just show up, it's bro. You just, you yeah. yeah, you just having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's the person. It's the person being. You know what I mean? Who you walk to school? You gonna get yeah. free drinks? You gonna get all of that? I you know what I mean? I, 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 so a, a buddy of mine, and he ain't like we're not like close friends, but we got a mutual friend, and we end up becoming cool. And like, I mean, I say this, I don't think he'll really trip about it. Uh, Barry Sanders Jr. Right? So like, we'll go out, and um, when I tell you, that's why I said like, y'all celebrities on campus. Yeah, we'll go out. Every like he'll play the game, then we'll go out, you know, to some club or whatever in, in Oklahoma, right? We'll go out. I'm talking about every he touched a hundred hands just walking through the door. Everybody, oh, what's up, babe? Oh, what's up? What's up? What's up? Oh, yeah, I saw y'all. One dude asked me one time, we was in the club, and he was like, How much, uh, how much they paying you to be a security? I, what? <laughs> I'm like, Bro, what did you talk about? I, I promise you, God, bro, they like. Yeah, how much they paying you, you know what I'm saying, to, 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 to be a security? I'm like, bro, that's just my guy, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But, like, they're, like, celebrities 
on campus. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all were celebrities on campus. And cause Barry too, like Oklahoma don't got no NFL team, so he's yeah. in yeah. the same type of space yeah. he was yeah. in. Like that's yeah, no, I mean it get it get it can get out of hand. Like, you know, <laughs> once I especially like, you know, my sophomore year I started, you know what I mean? I did I did good. Yeah. I think I was like second team on SEC or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mention something. And then my junior year when everything just started really taking off. You know, after my sophomore year, it's like, you know, and especially my senior year, I mean, it was times where, like, I couldn't even really go out. Yeah. Because you just, like, you can't enjoy going yeah. out because everybody wants to talk to you. Yeah. Everybody want to take picture. pictures. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, I was sitting in the bars, like, with my hood on, just, like, chilling. Yeah. Maybe, like, yeah. And then it's just, What's like, as soon as one person find out, it's over. You're like, yeah, oh, man, it's time to go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I tell people, like, now, like, man, I feel bad for, like, real, like, Celebrity, celebrity, crazy ones. Like I don't ever yeah. want. I don't want that side of it. I want to be good at whatever I do, but I don't want that side. I don't want that side of it. And some people like that. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that side. I mean, my 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 roommates, and we talk about it all the time. My roommates used to use me all the time. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, my roommates used to use me, bro. I yeah. be because I'm not like a. I would go out, but I was always. Like, I was always smart about everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, if I go out, most of the time it was going to be after a game or earlier in the week. You know right. what I mean? Stuff like that. But, you know what I mean? Or maybe sometimes on a Wednesday or something like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But the times that it was times that I, I didn't go out a lot. You know what I mean? But it was times where I didn't really want to go out. And like, be like, be come, like on, come, bro. On, come on, come on, come to on. the fact where they have my clothes laid out. I'm like, bro, they're like, come on, bro. When we there, yeah. you know, all the girls just gonna come and yeah. then you can just dip out the back. Right. You can dip out the back. Now you gotta get hey. hey. out because hey. you're But they were so convincing that it was my boys. I used to yeah. do it every time. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, come on, come on. And they would get there and do something like grab the mic and be like, yeah, uh, y'all know Ben Tate over there in the corner. Oh, they cold with it. Just to get all the girls over there. Yeah, they cold with it. So, okay. So now you in college, you into your groove. Senior year. So when did you know, like, I'm going to go for the draft? Like, <laughs> Well, crazy story. My sophomore year. So, um, like I said, I might have started probably like half the games, more than half the games. But uh, so my sophomore, after my sophomore year, they, you know, they start have, doing the rankings and stuff for the draft. Right. So after my sophomore year, I was ranked number two in the two running back, number two running back. So, and being a number two running back in my class, and then I guess based on the class ahead of me, the running backs wasn't as good. But so that would put me somewhere with like getting drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. After my sophomore year, it was like CJ Spiller was ahead of me. And then so I had, you know, such a great season that it, it put me there. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, you do this again, you know, you finish your deduces to these boys. Right. But I always promised that I was getting my degree. So I had that in mind. So I'm like, could I get my degree in time? And it would have been close. But so actually after my sophomore year, you know, going into it, my mindset is, hey, I'm finna kill it. Yeah. And go on and go see the draft. Yeah. Right. Well, right before the season comes, my position coach um, comes sets me down and he's like, hey, man, you know, I know you had a good year or whatever, um, but I hope you ain't thinking about going to the draft this year. And I was like, what? Like, well, what you mean? Where that, you know, yeah. I, I've never, I, me personally, I had never come out and said it, but of course, you know, like little magazines and stuff like that. Yeah. It was like, oh, he could, you know, this and that. Right. But I had never said anything. And uh, so he sits me down. He says, "Yeah, you know, I hope you're not thinking about going to the draft or this or that. You know, I'm gonna tell him you're not ready. I'm gonna tell him, you know, you just you ain't ready for that level. You know, blah 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 blah." And I'm sitting here thinking, 
why would you do that? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why would you mess with my future? Right. You know what I mean? This you have a job because I'm here. Uh, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's an exchange here. Why would you do that to my future? Right. You know, and um, so it was tough. So I knew kind of going into that season that it was gonna be some BS. Yeah. I kind of knew it, especially if I took off. Yeah. Right. And I took off the first half of the season. I think um, the first yeah, the first half of the season. I was second in the SEC in rushing behind Noshawn Marino that year. Okay. And um, they end up firing our offensive coordinator. They end up firing our offensive coordinator, not because I don't think it was not because he wasn't getting the job done. It's because they just didn't like him. Okay. He was like, you know, coaches they have, you know, they friends and they, but it's a good old boys. Yeah. They, they, you know, what I'm saying yeah. the people they know they kind of tend to go with and stuff like that. And he was a kind of an outsider, and he just came in like setting a tone, like. The best players going to play. Because believe it or not, the best players don't always play. Mm. It's politics and everything. Right. You know, so sometimes the best players don't always play. They're like, hey, you know, this player, you know, he ain't the best player, but he worked way harder than this guy. So that's who's going to play because he, right. he shows up in practice. But we don't really get paid for practice. We get paid right. for play for the game. You know right. what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, but that right. was how, you know what I'm saying, things was going on. And um, so when, I, when he got there, he was more of like, hey, 44 is the best running back on his team. It ain't going to be no more subbing him in and out or exchanging him in and out with um this other running back we had named Brad Lester like he ain't as good as him he gonna play right and so when he came in there with that attitude I'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, finally it ain't yeah. like finally I'm not dealing with these politics finally I'm not dealing with you yeah. know what I'm saying this side of it I got somebody just don't care about nothing else but football right cool that's what I've been waiting on my it's like I've been waiting on this my whole life right you know what I'm saying and that's how it went down so it was like him and me kind of, no, I wouldn't say versus, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I wouldn't say oh, versus the coaching <laughs> yeah. staff, yeah. versus like versus my coach, but it kind of was because I wouldn't say nothing to my coach, but I didn't have to say it because he was going to say it. Right. You know what I mean? And I would just kind of sit there and look at my coach and he would kind of like, you know, you a kid, you kind of like give him looks like, yeah, like, yeah, you, you should have known that anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, why you put him in there anyway? Right. You know what I mean? Crucial point in the game. I'm the best player. I need to be in there. Like, right. like, not just be looking like, oh, shaking my head. I would never yeah. say nothing. Yeah. But so up to that point, like I said, I'm leading the SEC, uh, second in the SEC and rushing that year. Second half of the season come, they fire him. They fire him. I barely touch the field after they fire him. Mm. I barely, I barely get to play. I get carries here and there. You know, standing on the sideline, hey, going the game. You know, and doing stuff like that. You know, that's when you get hurt. So I end up pulling my hamstring. Right. Right. You know, like, I think, like, kind of, like, missing one game. But then by the time I came back, they weren't really just – so I went from second in the SEC in rushing to, like, not playing at all. Right. And, like, finishing with, like, I think halfway through the season, I maybe had, like, six or 700 yards. And I finished with about, like, the same amount. I might have had, like, a whole another 100 yards throughout the whole rest of the season. Mm. Wow. So that just <laughs> – you know what I mean? That just – Pulling you out like that, it does get you hurt. Yeah, and that just – gets rid of all the momentum I have going towards the NFL. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you're doing stuff like that, it's about like what you've done for me lately. You know what I mean? So even though I was hot then, right. and that, you know, my sophomore year and my first half of my junior year, my second half of my junior year, I wasn't hot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was ice cold. So they, you just drop, 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 and forget about, and right. they'll forget about you. So that's what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wasn't really playing, you know, my junior year. Um, the second half of my junior year. So then, you know, I contemplated leaving anyway. Right. I was like, man, you know what? I feel like I'm good enough. So 
I sent them my papers to see, you know, hey, where you going, where would I pop, potentially get drafted? That went from, you know, an early, like, you know, first, second round to you ain't going to get drafted to the fifth to seventh round. Mm. That's how they will give you back the papers to let you know. Yeah. Yeah, you have in this range the fifth to seventh round or fifth to undrafted. Some teams are like, I wouldn't even draft them. Right. And I was like, cool, I rolled the dice. Right. You know what I'm saying? As long as these coaches is here. I don't want to come back here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was in my mind. Mm-hmm. And back then, I ain't really prayed much, but it was like I was praying, like, all right, God, like, either get rid of these coaches. Talking to them, yeah. Yeah, get rid of these coaches or get me drafted. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And the coaches got fired. Like, out of, like, like it wasn't nobody was kind of expecting, but it went, like, for sure. And then all of a sudden, like, I just walking through one day and, like, breaking news, like, ESPN, you just walk, I walk like, in the building. <laughs> Like Auburn fires, I'm like, right. you know what I mean? Like, nah, oh man, like yeah. finally, like let me see what's gonna happen. So I, at that point, I had left school. I didn't take everything because I didn't know what I was gonna do, but I had left school and I was just sitting back home, like, and then you know, then they hired the coaches or whatever. And Coach Malzahn, who was um, one of the coaches, he's actually the head coach there now, was the offensive coordinator. They hired him as offensive coordinator, and he probably called me like every day. Mm. And he probably talked to me like every day, like, you need to come back to school. I'm like, yeah, I know, man. But, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? People have told me a lot of things, mm. and a lot of them things don't tend to happen. Right. So I really, you know, I didn't really trust people. Mm. You know, I didn't really trust people at all. And it started in high school because of the things right. that I experienced. Right. You know, so, and particularly coaches. I really didn't trust right. coaches, you know, at all. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was a, and, it was a thing. I even experienced it in the league. I didn't. I just didn't trust them. Yeah. So yeah. I think sometimes that will come off wrong. Yeah. But you know, it was like the things that that I dealt with when it came to them. Like, like you playing with my life. You playing with my future. Right, you playing man. with my family. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You see me as just a number that can get another black person come in here. But right. no, you playing with my future. Like this is my life. This is how I feed my family. This is my livelihood. Right. So I seen it as very serious. I seen it as totally something totally different. Mm-hmm. So I always carried a, a chip on my shoulder. Right. Say to people like, like, cause we hear this story a lot, like where these coaches is trying to, you know, the well, they, these colleges is basically they getting all this money, and then these players is basically they playing for just. I was gonna say, yeah, they yeah, not man. like they not playing for nothing as far as you know getting to the league. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's just modern day slavery. Just want me to be honest. Yeah. It really, yeah. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, yeah, we signing up for it. You know what I mean? This is what you want to do. And uh, there's an exchange, but the exchange isn't a fair one. Right. You know, it just doesn't compare the amount of money they make off of, you know what I'm saying, the college athletes, and particularly football. Right. Yeah, most, man, yeah. that's that, that's most of the time how colleges pay for everything. Right. You know what I mean? That's how these coaches are getting these, you know, six, seven million dollars, six, right. seven million dollars salaries a year. Like the right. president of your school not making that. Right. Not that I know of. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know a president right. of the school that's probably making six or seven. So that's telling right. you where's the importance and where that lie at. Yeah. Yeah. It all relies on, on, on the football programs. That's yeah. what's gonna bring you your money, that's what's gonna bring in everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, as players, you just throw away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just throw away. You just here to get what we need to get accomplished for our school. You know what I'm saying? For our families. Mm-hmm. But, and then we done with you guys. but we done with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you done, cool, we don't. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like, you know what you signed up for. But at the same time, those people that's in those positions are still human beings, man. Yeah. They're still 
you know, these coaches still has flaws. These coaches still have problems, mm-hmm. you know, and it bothers me to see some of the sometimes how these coaches sometimes talk about players. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or how they put you in a box because they can't figure out or they can't understand you. Mm-hmm. Then they automatically just put you in a box and put you over to the side as, you know, a disrupted yeah. player or somebody that's this or somebody that's that. You know what I mean? Because they don't have the time to figure out who, who you really are. So the understanding. Right. Learning. So yeah. they're trying to go off in these little psychological psychological games that they have may have learned or somebody may have found, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or that's something they, they may have read. That's just abuse of power. You know what I'm yeah, saying? And that's what it really is. And a lot of these people, man, a lot of these coaches and stuff, they oftentimes have that Napoleon-type syndrome, that <laughs> real man syndrome. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Not all of them, but I'm just saying the one... A lot of the ones that I've encountered. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not saying all coaches are like that because right. they aren't. Right. But just some of the ones that I've encountered, I just have bad experiences with because of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They just tell me, oh, you different and kind of put me to the side instead of trying to figure out how, what makes me tick or what makes me do this or what makes me do that. You know what I'm saying? Well, why? He's so competitive. Why he, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I don't want you to be that competitive in practice. Or I don't want you to, you know what I'm saying? Instead of really talking to you and trying to get to understand you, they just put you in a box and then right. put that label on you. Right. And then once they slap that label on you, that label will follow you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That label, man, my third or fourth year in the league, people still asking me questions about that label that was placed on me when I was 18, 19 years old. Right. Right. That's, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like the same thing. Like, it made me think about it the other day when, uh, the whole Kevin Hart thing came up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His tweet it's, that he made, like, so crazy you know what I'm saying? Years eight, ago. 10 years yeah. ago. Like, why you want this man about a tweet he made 10 right. years ago? Like, he can't and evolve. And about yeah. back then. Right. right. But my thing is, like, like, he can't evolve. Right. And I'm not saying everybody do evolve. Right. But don't come at him like that. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with people. Like, they slap these labels on you. Yeah. Like, we can't evolve as human beings. Like, I can't evolve. Yeah. Right. I can't evolve. I'm, yeah. I was 18. Yeah. 19, 20 years old then. Exactly. Why, why I still got the same label? Like, I haven't changed. They hypocrites because these are the same people when all these coaches, when you go back in their past and all the stuff that they was doing. My point. Yeah. Oh, I evolve, man. I'm the only person right. I can evolve, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. This, this, this kid that his life is dependent on this. Like, like you said, this is where you're going to feed your family. You know your future kids and all that stuff, man. Like that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right, and you see, and half the times these coaches still doing the same things. You know what I'm saying? They're getting on you for it, man. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, where's my grace for that coach? Because right. the other day, <laughs> right. I seen you. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Right. But you can't say that. You know right. what I'm saying? Or just like the uh, coach in Miami, what he got trolled for snorting coke yeah. or something oh, yeah. like that. Like, it, yeah. uh, it goes yeah. on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It goes on and it happens, but yet, you know what I'm saying? The players, it seems like we always get the type of punishment or we don't get the same grace. Yeah. You know what I mean? And really, y'all the ones doing the work. Right? <laughs> the one for y'all wouldn't be nothing. Yeah. And, and that's a question that, that I got for you, too. But, oh, a statement I want you to talk about. Um, but all that hard work, you finally make it. Right? You finally now, is right. it's the draft. Right, so what what's going through your mind, man? Like you got jitters? Did you have to use a bathroom? Like you know what I'm saying? Like you got the bubble guts? Like what's going on? Like in your mind, like damn, this the is the day of draft. Yeah, the day of draft. Like you know, all this hard work. My pops helping me. Um, you know, my high school coach trying to trying to stop my future. You know, you here? Like what's going through your mind? Man, um, well, the first day when I got drafted, um, I think they had it broken up in. in two days no it was three days the first year it was three days so they had the first round in um on thursday mm-hmm. and like the second third 
fourth round or something like that, maybe on Friday, and then the wrestling draft on Saturday. Yeah. And so I was one of those guys. I was like a tweener, what you call like a tweener. So I was either going to get, you know, supposedly either drafted late in the first round because I actually, you know, get redeemed myself my my senior See, year, right. which I know I had to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew going into my senior, like all right, well you got a ball. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And God was with me, and I balled. Right. You know, and um. So going into after that year, I was kind of a tweener, like a late first round, you know what I'm saying, early mm-hmm. second or just second round. Mm-hmm. And um, so the first the first day of the draft, I was kind of like, I wasn't really like feeling like that bad. I think we might have went like bowling and kind of did some stuff because I was like, uh, you might get drafted, but odds are you probably won't. Like I just had a feeling like in my mind, I felt like God was telling me I'm getting drafted in the second round. I used to always speak like I ain't going to never get drafted like. Nothing late in the second round. Nothing yeah. Late in the second round. Nothing late. I used to always say nothing late in the second round. Yeah. And um, so the first day of the draft, it wasn't really too bad. You know, it wasn't really too bad. And then I um, when it started to get late into the first round, I got nervous because I got a call from my agent. Yeah. Um, it was around pick like, probably like it was around like pick like twenty six or something like that. And he was like, all right, you know, my agent called me. He was like, all right, um, the Lions, like mm. you know, about to trade up in the first round or like the the 32nd or 31st pick or something. And he was like, they about to drop a running back. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's like, right. what does this mean? Like, right. you're telling me, like, I'm, right. I'm, I'm about to get drafted? Like, what's yeah. good? Yeah. And he was like, yeah. So what I'm telling you is they, right now, they in their office, like, trying to decide between you or Javit Best. Mm. And I was like, cool. Like, bet. I ain't know how to feel about it, though, because the it was like a, a terrible program. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, the lines just not known. Like, for being a good place. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really know how to feel about it. I was like, yo, the money would be better. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But right. I don't know if that's going to be something that's for my career that's going to go well. Right. You know, so that's the mix you can fall into. So, like, when that came around, I was kind of nervous. That's when I think I started to get nervous. Now, meanwhile, I got the film crew there. So, you know what I mean? It's the, I have, you know, NFL films filming me like live mm. you know what i mean you know how you see so i'm at got, home yeah you got your composure yeah i gotta have my composure you yeah. know what i'm saying so yeah it, it was it was fun but it was crazy yeah yeah, yeah. and you had to play it cool yeah yeah and right. then <laughs> so i of course they end up you know you know sort of they end up drafting job at best mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i was like i was like yeah like <laughs> kind of like yeah right. you know <laughs> but you know, so then the, the next day, it was like, that's the day I expected to get drafted. So I was like, yeah, I was nervous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was nervous. I, you know, I would start, I'd be in my own, I was, because we had the draft party in my uncle's house, you know, and he had like a little, like, small weight room in his house. So I'd yeah. be getting nervous. i go downstairs. I'm like, bitching. I'm like, like, bitching. I'm like, in there, like, yeah. bitching. They're like, what you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm, I don't know, bro. Yeah. <laughs> doing yeah. push-ups. Right. Running right. around the house. Right. They're like, yo, take a drink, man. I'm like, man. All right, so I started drinking a little bit so to calm me down. Yeah. You know, and then um as the draft going, I started to get frustrated because it was a part of the second round. Like, all right, I'm I th- I think I'm about to get drafted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the first team I thought was gonna draft me was the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And they were like at the top of the second round, they take like Dexter McCluster. I'm like, what? Yeah. How they gonna take him, bro? Like right. yeah. I just crushed the whole league. They're way better than him. Like, right. how they gonna take him? You know right. what I mean? So I was like, all right, whatever, it's cool. Like, he a good player, so I ain't even mad. Right. You know what I mean? So then it started going on, and then, like I started to, to what they call like fall in the draft. Mm-hmm. Like from like, so, like most times it's an area where like people say you're gonna get drafted, you're supposed to get drafted. Right. And then like after that passed, they're like, oh, he falling. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I started to kind of fall in the draft, and I kept wondering, like, dang, like why am I falling? You know, right. so, so I started to get frustrated. 
right. know what I'm saying? So it was like a, it was an emotional roller coaster. I started to get frustrated. And then I seen, um, what like really like took the, took the icing off the cake from me was I seen Toby Gerhardt get drafted before me. <laughs> and it was like, oh, <laughs> and it was, it was, uh, like I couldn't hold it anymore with the film crew being there. And it's something that like, if you go and watch it now, like NFL films, like I still kind of feel bad about it, yeah. you know, because like he get drafted and I just lose it. I'm like, what? He terrible. You know, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, take this stuff. Cause you know, you might yeah. like, take these mics off of me, man. Yeah. Like, get that camera out my face. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Literally. I just start getting pissed. Like spazzing. Man, spazzing, like cussing in front of my moms. And like, oh, man, yeah. like yeah. cussing in front of everybody. Like I ain't care. I'm like, yeah. what is crazy? You know? Yeah. Spaz <laughs> and my girl like, yo, calm down, baby. Like, yeah. shut up, baby. Right, right, <laughs> you ain't right, with this. Right, right. Right. And then literally, I went into like spazzed out, and literally five minutes later, I get drafted. Like not even like ten minutes later, you know what I mean? So like I'm spazzing or whatever, and uh, my manager was there at the time. He like, yo, let's just go outside. Let's just talk. Mm. He like, bro, this don't mean nothing. It's not about where you start. Da 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 da. I'm like, yo, why everything? people been sleeping on me my whole life? Like, right. it was just like, you know what I'm saying? It's a like, build up. yeah, it it's a buildup because everything that you've been working for your whole life just for this moment. Right. And it's like, yo, people been sleeping on me my whole life, bro. Right. And I've been proving them wrong every time. Right. Like, why can't they see this? They're supposed right. to do their research. They so supposed right. to see, you know, invested in who you are. And they go ask around who you are. They do all this research before they draft you. Like, can't nobody, can't nobody see I'm a fighter. Right. And I win every time I come out on top. Like, you right. know what I mean? So it was a, a frustration and just build up for like years and years. Yeah. I just kind of like let it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of felt bad. Like these cameras, you know, I thought the cameras wasn't there, you know, but yeah. then I came to watch the show. The cameras was like, like still like, hearing yeah. everything I'm saying. And it made the show, you know what yeah. I mean? But I was like, yo, that's, you know what I mean? And they, the people could see my emotional roller coaster. you know what I'm saying? Which it is what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got drafted. I cried like a baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? I cried. Yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I cried. Like, even the fact of 15 minutes ago, I was so pissed and so mad. Mm -hmm. And then the Texans draft me, and I'm mm -hmm. just boo-hooing like, yo, I did it. Right. <laughs> your parents and your like, yo, mom, especially your dad, just like a whole thing, like all this work. Yeah. You finally made it. Like, I'm sure that's like a feeling that, like, neither your mom or dad could just, like, really explain. Like, you know? Yeah, it was. It, I mean, it was a great feeling. It's a feeling you can't recreate. Yeah. You know, right. it's something that you can't recreate. And in that moment, man, it was it was like, yo, like, thank God, like, I made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I made it to what, you know what I mean, to what a lot of people aspire to do or, like, I accomplished my dream. A lot of people you know don't I mean? make it. Don't make it. They say it. it's impossible. Yeah, yeah. Like, the odds is, like, ridiculous. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And coming from where I come from, I'm to this day still the yeah. only one to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. so it was big, you know, and it was big for me, but not only me, for back, people back in my community to see mm -hmm. like, yo, if you really put your mind to it and you know what I'm saying, no matter the obstacles or what's in front of you, if you really put your mind to it and you really work mm -hmm. and you really just have faith and trust God, yeah, that you could do it too. Yeah. Like, cause I, I wasn't the only talented one there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just stuck to it. You right. know what I mean? I stuck to the plan. No mm -hmm. matter what it took, I stuck to the plan. And I did it, yeah. you know? So that was like, it was a real big moment, man. There's a time in my life that, you know, being drafted in draft night, like I got footage of it. So like something I never forget, yeah. you know? And I don't even need the footage, yeah. right. you know what I mean? But so, it's something I never forget. 2010, uh, second round, you got picked 58, right? 
Houston Texans. All right. Uh, By the way, quick last team I thought was gonna draft me. Yeah. The, no idea they was gonna draft me. I you have interviews. I did my interview with the Texans. Yeah. Terrible. It was a terrible interview. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Like the worst interview. I used to have certain teams to interview. Yeah. You know. Um. When you're there, and that was like the worst interview I had done. Like all the other teams, I'm like, man, like talk to me. Yeah. Like, how you do? Oh, I crushed it. I did interviews. Yeah. I was well. They put you on the board, excellent level. See what you know. I mean, I killed it. Talk with the coaches. A good interaction. Killed it. But the Texans, like man, like I really did bad on that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we can probably scratch them off the list. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the good, like the whole time you've been talking, it's like your talent showed them mm. everything that they needed to know about you. That's the good thing. Like that, that interview matter. didn't yeah. even matter. It didn't matter. Right. That man, he's good. Right. right. He he he's the one. Right. Yeah. I believe that. So you moved to you moved to Texas, Houston, Texas, right? What was that like? Cause you already went from like Maryland, now you went to Alabama, and now you coming to Texas. Right, but it was like, like I said, it was like my dream. It's what I wanted. So like, you gotta it think about it. Didn't matter. Like you gotta right. think about it. I was I left home at seventeen. Mm-hmm. I'm 30 now, and I still ain't been back. And I thought I'm saying bad about me like living. Yeah. I go back to visit, but so at 17 I left, and I ain't never right. looked back. You know yeah. what I mean? But I knew that that was a part of my plan. Mm-hmm. That was a part of my goal, mm-hmm. and I knew it would come with that as sacrifices. You know what I'm saying? When you're trying to go and do something that ain't nobody else done where you came from, you gotta do something they ain't never done. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I knew it was the sacrifices that came with that, mm-hmm. and I was okay with it. Right. That meant me not seeing my moms and my dads and them that that, that often. Well, I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. They might when I wasn't, but I was because this is what I had. You know what I'm saying? This wasn't their life. This is what I wanted to do. Right. So you so you get there and you're in the NFL, right? I believe it's the first preseason game, right? Mm-hmm. You end up getting injured. Mm-hmm. Now, what's going through Ben's mind? Because you're like, damn, I done made it through high school, right? I done made it through college, got hurt, but still prevailed, still went through. I'm finally in the NFL. I did it. I made it. Then you get hurt. What what was what what what's going through being mind at the time? It was tough because I had never had a serious injury, mm-hmm. so I had never had an injury or anything that would keep me out. You know, probably more than a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And so when I hurt my ankle, the first thing, <laughs> the first thing I thought about, and I don't think I mean my friends know this, but nobody else really knew this. But I said now it's so long ago. The first thing I thought about was me sneaking out of the hotel room. What? On curfew. <laughs> what? Like this. Like this is karma. Uh, this was uh, karma. You shouldn't have uh, snuck out. I shouldn't have snuck out of the hotel room because in the league, you know, you got like curfew. Right. And they come and check your room. And you got to be right. in the room by second time. You know what I'm saying? This is my first NFL game, first preseason game. You know, but that was me. That was... The time when I remember before I said I was always confident. Yeah. yeah. That was a time when I started to become arrogant in, in what I was doing. Mm. I started to become arrogant when I got mm. to the league. Like, yeah. You got away with sneaking out there. Yeah, like I, you know, what I mean, it, it, I became arrogant because, like, I told y'all, this is what yeah. I was gonna do, mm-hmm. and everybody hated on me. Everybody laughed at me. Yeah. But look at me now. Right. Now I can kind of I can kind of go back and kind of piss on y'all. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it wasn't the right place to come from. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then you couldn't tell me that because of everything that I experienced to get there. Mm-hmm. It's like, I put in this work. Like, I deserve this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 
Like I put in this work. Ain't nobody was, you know, up twelve o'clock in the middle of the night, you know, out there on the street in front of my house running um like five ten yeah. fives. You know what I mean? Trying to get my time down so I could be one of the top in the country and get noticed when I was in high school. You know what I'm saying? You weren't there, you know what I'm saying? When I'm sitting there like crying, my dad like, no, this is what you want, keep going. You know what I mean? You wasn't with me there when I was thrown up in the ditches beside my house and my dad's like, yo, that's it? Let's go. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, you wasn't there when that, right. you know what I'm saying? You wasn't right. there when the coaches I felt like was against me. Yeah. You know, I had to shut my mouth and not say nothing because I wasn't being treated fair. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so all that time, you know what I'm saying, that all led to, you know what I mean? And then even, you know, I think the way that my father handled me, it all led to me kind of, you know what I mean, being arrogant when I got there because he was always like, hey, yo, don't say nothing. Let your play talk. You know what I'm saying? When, when you do some stuff, sometimes you got to talk about it. You know right. what I mean? It's okay, but you got to have balance. And it's like, I didn't have that balance. Like, he wouldn't allow me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we would be around people, and people would be, you know, even in high school, people be like, yo, that's been Tate. He ran for 300 yards the other night, you know yeah. what I mean? And I'd just be like, yeah, like, thanks, you know? Yeah. I couldn't be like, yeah, I did that, you right, know what I mean? Right. Even like that, my dad would be like, hey, man. And I'd be like, dang, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But he just wants you to be humble. He wanted yeah. me to be humble, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? And your humbleness is nothing wrong with acknowledging what you have, what you was doing. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't I really, you know, that's the thing I tell them to this day. Like, man, it ain't your fault, but you know, you a little bit of the reason why when I got away kind of from underneath your reins, right, I was kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like, that's, yeah me. that's me. Yeah, like, I did that. You yeah. know what I mean? You yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, and that was tough, but at that time you couldn't tell me that I didn't deserve that. You know what I mean? I didn't uh, deserve, you know what I'm saying, what I was doing. So when I got hurt, that was like the first that was the first thing I thought about was like, man, like you was so cocky and so arrogant to be like, yo, I can go out the night before the game and still, you know what I mean? Come in and ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't tell me cause I'm good enough to do that. Right. You know what I mean? That's how I felt. Right. What was you, I mean, I mean, you just thinking out just to go whatever, have a drink with the fellas or. Oh, see now this, I never really been a big drinker. Okay. So I wasn't really going out to drink. What I was chasing was some girls. Okay. I was, you know what I mean? I was a girl, female crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I had, it was actually in Arizona. I had met some chicks, you know what I mean? I went to Vegas or something, you know what I mean? After you get drafted, you know, you started yeah. going around. I went to Vegas, met some chicks in Vegas, and they happened to be from Arizona uh, and live in Arizona. So I hit them up like, hey, I'm coming to AZ. I got a game. Yeah. Like, what's, what's good? Up? Yeah, <laughs> hey, what's good? What's up? What's up? So that's the first thing I tell people that I think about is like when I got hurt, not when I got hurt, but once I realized how serious my injury was, mm-hmm. then I was like, man, yo, that's karma, yo. Like, I should have never went out messing yeah. with these girls, man. Like, I knew it. Yeah. You know, who, 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 I'm like, man, see what happened? Right. Yeah. So what was that? I was crying, like, man, <laughs> you know, like, God, why me? Right. Like, I was in that hole, like, God, why me? Like, I worked so hard, God. Yeah. Like, why, why me? Like, right. why I got to deal with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was so tough. thinking, like, it's over? Or was you thinking, like, I just seen it as like a really, really big obstacle because I didn't think it was over. Um, I knew it was going to take a lot of hard work because my injury was serious. I mean, literally my ankle was, my foot was facing the whole opposite direction. Oof. Like I, you know what I mean? I tore all the ligaments in my ankle. So think about you mm-hmm. tore most of the ligaments in your ankle, broke my leg, you know what I mean? So it was a serious injury mm-hmm. and I knew it was going to take a lot of time, you know what I'm saying, to heal and a lot of time. And a lot of hard work, you know, but I was just like, damn, like, again, like, I always, like, I felt like it was always something mm-hmm. that I had to deal with. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was tough, man. It was, yeah. that was probably that year uh, I got hurt was probably to that point. 
was probably the toughest year, you know what I'm saying, of my life because coming into it, you know, you get drafted the second round, they was like, oh, the Texans on their way up. All they needed was a running back. So I'm like, that's me. You right. know what I mean? And it was like the people around town, I was, of course, I was going out, hitting the streets, partying, doing all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everywhere you go, it was like, this is who we needed. Like, this is the, you right. know what I mean? This is that dude. Like, this yeah. is the guy. This is who we've been waiting on. Right. So it was like, he's like people from like, and if, in a big city like you've seen, you know right. what I mean? It's like everywhere you go, like, yo, I'm at this club. They on the mic like, yo, we got the rookie. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the what's up. Here. Yeah, the champions here. Yeah. With, um, yeah. the, uh, and at that time, I was hanging out with, like Jacoby Jones all the time, and he was always in the club dancing. So I was with him, and they was like, yeah, yeah like, like that's him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, that's me. So you feel like you let a lot of people down because it was like, you were supposed to be the savior? I didn't feel like I, I didn't feel like I let a lot of people down. I feel like I let my family down. You know what I'm saying? And me down because I guess in my team down because I felt that, you know what I'm saying, I was the best running back, you know what I'm saying, on the team. And I felt that, you know what I'm saying, I was going to help them get to where they needed to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I was putting in the work. You know, I was putting in the work to do it. You know, you get drafted, of course. And at that time, you know, ain't nobody heard of Arian Foster. You know, he had played in a couple games, I think, towards the end of the year. But it was basically, you know, I had started from the bottom and was working my up the, of the way, on my way up the depth chart. And I was basically battling him, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, for the, for the starting spot. And right. the coach was like, you know, based on my camp, they had already set me down. I was like, hey, if you keep doing this, like, you're going to be our starter. Yeah. It ain't pretty much. Like, you know what I mean? And I was doing everything I was supposed to do. So in my mind, all I got to do is finish out this preseason good. I'm probably going to be the starter. Mm -hmm. So that's crushing. That's crushing yeah. when that yeah. happened. You know what yeah. I mean? That's crushing. Yeah. So, but you bounced back from the injury, though, because you played with the, the Texas uh, Houston from 2010 to 2013. Wow. Yeah. 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 The NFL, the NFL was exactly probably what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it it was fun. You know, it, it the athletes there was just amazing to see. Like I ain't like you know normally I'm like the top dog. Like oh mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the top athlete. I'm the top. I'm the fastest. I'm this. Mm -hmm. I'm the strongest. I'm this. I'm you know what I mean. You get there, you're like, bro, you ain't the fastest no yeah, more. Like, oh y'all, yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't the fastest no more. Right. You ain't the strongest no more. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was, you know, it was kind of eye opening, but I accepted the challenge. I've always had a person like I like the challenges of it. Um, so it was cool, and I think the the side of it that I didn't expect was the pressure of the NFL. Mm. You know, the pressure and the politics of the NFL okay. was kind of I didn't think that that at that level would still be there. Mm. I figured the pressure would be, but not you know, like the pressure. When I say the pressure. The first time I felt pressure was when I was coming back from my injury. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, let's just let's talk about it. Yeah. The year I got injured, Aaron Foster went nuts. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, dang, I don't even drink. <laughs> and I started drinking, man. Like yeah. I'm talking about the first game against the Colts. I still remember it. He ran for like 237 yards. Yeah. In the first game, I'm like, oh, that might be a fluke. Mm -hmm. Then that boy come back and run for like 160. And I'm like, 
okay, yeah. anybody can put together two good games. <laughs> right. Then he come back the next week and still run for like a hundred and something again. I was like, yo, where my bottle of Ciroc, homie? Yeah. Like, where that Ciroc? I yeah. need it. Yeah. Like, give me that. And I remember yeah. broken leg and all, and I don't even drink. Broken leg and all, I'm sitting there pouring up Ciroc like, bruh, this is going <laughs> to be a rough one. Yeah. Like, this, go, like what, what does this mean for me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What does yeah. this mean for me? Right. Are they going to cut me? Like, do they need me now? Like, you know what I'm saying? So that year, man, it, it was it was tough, yo. It was tough. And then on top of that, I'm dealing and worried about what's going to happen to me. But at the same time, I had to get healthy. And I had to focus on getting healthy, too. Like, something bad will happen to you if you don't get healthy. You know what I mean? So, like, that's a time when I would say probably, like, I really started to kind of try to seek God. Before I use God as like a genie, you know what I mean? Like, all right, when I just need you, come through for me. Right. You know? And that's the first time, you know, I was broken and I was kind of like, I ain't going to say lost, but I was just like, man, like, what's going to happen in my life now? Like, I don't know how this NFL stuff really worked. Right. What's going to happen? So I had made up my mind that like, all right, God, it's me and you. Like, that's what I really felt like. It was me and you. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, we gonna we got to do this. You know? And that's when I really started to first develop a, a decent relationship with God. Mm. Um, and I put in the work, yo. I put in the work, man. I put in a lot of work. And I, in my mind, I was like, yo, you, you got to come back with a vengeance, yo. Like, right. you got to come back hard. Right. Like, you got to come back where dudes be like, yo, okay. Yeah. Yeah. See like, yeah, he got to, I got to come back, like, with that. And that's yeah. the type of mindset I had. Yeah. Uh, do it. Um, so, eventually, though, so you end up you 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 put your best foot forward. You work it out. You still end up getting let go from Texas. Then you end up going to the Browns, Minnesota, Pittsburgh. What was going through your mind, man? Like, was you feeling like, damn, I'm just I'm just really just tired of it. I'm done with it because I'm getting to these teams and then I'm just getting, you know, what I'm saying at the end of the day, getting cut or let go. Well, my um, like I said, my first few years um uh, with Houston, I played out my contract. I played out, you know, what I'm saying my rookie deal. Um, uh, so they didn't cut me. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I you know, at that time I was grateful because even though facing what I faced, I still came in and was doing some historical stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I think um, I think uh, somebody had sent me something that they had me and Arian down uh, as one of the top ten duos ever in NFL history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We was yeah. we was balling and we was doing stuff like that. I mean. Mm-hmm. We, you know what I mean, basically had 2,000-yard rushers in one season. Like, that don't happen mm-hmm. no more. Like, that's, that's you know yeah. what I mean? You barely get a, a starter now running for 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was doing that as a backup. Right. You know, and that was that was crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At the time, like I said, at the time, I didn't realize what I was doing. We was having fun. Mm-hmm. I was partying. I was doing, you know what I'm saying? So, when I look back at it, it was like I wished I had, even though I was focused, mm-hmm. I wished I had focused even more because I think right. I still had more juice. You know what I'm saying? Left in the table or in those seasons, so I left more yards out there because you know what I'm saying I was partying so much, yeah. or some of the things I was. And I don't know, I wasn't even a really a big partier, but it was just like, man, we winning games, everybody mm-hmm. going out. Yeah. Our team was so we had so much camaraderie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We did everything together, so it was like, oh, them boys going well, I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was me trying to. I should have found a better balance of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think it. You know what I mean? You go out there and look on the field, you're like, oh, he he re- well-rested, man. Some of the games, I'm tired, I'm do this and that, yeah. but I'm still doing it, you know? 
So I knew that that my year back, like I said, I told you, I told me and God, let's do this. Right. And I know that year he carried me, bro. Mm-hmm. He carried me. I mean, my, I think my average was like almost six yards to carry or something. Like, like it was mm-hmm. ridiculous, yo. He carried me. You know what I'm saying? I know it. Looking back, I know it was him. At that time, I didn't know it. Right. You know, I didn't know it, but that's what I asked him to do. Mm-hmm. And I was spending time with him. And as that went on, as I was getting what I asked for, what do we most of the time what do we do? Mm-hmm. You start to turn your yeah. back on them. You don't right. really come to, get to them. Where you want right. To right. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I kind of was going as my career was going. I was, you know, in my time of need, I, I wanted God, you know what I'm saying, to help me or whatever. But as my career went, started to go on and I was still doing, you know, great things, you know, it was like, oh, cool. I got this. I'm mm-hmm. doing this. Like, you know, even the year I played with broken ribs. And still almost ran for a thousand yards. I played half the year with broken ribs. Like I couldn't even mm. practice during the week. I wasn't doing nothing during the week but just sitting there looking in mm. pain all week. Get up on Sunday and go play a game. Mm. Well, that's, that's, that's a lot right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Three hundred pounds, two hundred pounds. People falling on you and tackling you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's tough man. That, do you feel like you got your just do as far as like, uh, as far as like your next contract? I didn't. And I think that's where um This is Cleveland, right? Yeah. This is where um um <laughs> it's some stuff uh, that situation I wish I could talk about, yeah. but I have to save it for, yeah. for another time. Yeah. Um but um that's where you know that whole free agency and that whole year, you know, I was one of the one of the reasons I was playing with those broken ribs was like I ain't gonna be forgotten about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to let what happened to me before happen again. So what's by any means necessary? This ain't just about me. This is about my family. This is about my people. This is what, you know what I'm saying? Even to this to, to this point, this is what I've been fighting for, to get this big contract, right. you know what I'm saying, for my family so we can eat. Right. So I was like, I'm not going to let myself be forgotten about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Like, they was okay with you playing like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, you, it's a different world out there, right? Like, yeah. I mean, because I guess I'm thinking, like, I guess probably thinking not because I don't really know a lot about NFL, but I'm thinking, like, we don't want him to get messed up even more than what he already is. People don't care. Yeah. But yeah, would it, would it matter to them? Would it matter to them when they got an Aaron Foster that's going to be back next year because they just signed him to the big contract the year before? He got hurt right after that. Yeah. He got hurt. Yeah. As soon as that happened, he got, he got hurt. So, but in that time, it's like you got two of us, two really, really, really good players. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? One, you know what I mean? And then you had another guy who was Justin Forsett. Like, you know what I mean? Those guys like that, we had a good stack backfield. So it's like one of them go down. So what? We got another one. Mm-hmm. And we got another one. And then we got guys coming to draft next year. Yeah. And then we got another young guys. Come. So it's like they don't care. Yeah. You know, you, you're there. You're there to perform. And if you're not performing, they're going to get rid of you. It doesn't matter if you're hurt. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. They're going to get rid of you. Anytime you see somebody like Peyton Manning get released, like what? You know, you know, like it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to, you are there for to do a certain job and you have to do it by any means necessary. And that's kind of what I was, that's kind of what, you know what I'm saying? I knew in the back of my mind, but it was like, I wasn't going to let this circumstance of me having broken ribs and my pain get in my way of what I need to get for me and my family. Mm-hmm. So that's how I looked at it. I'm like, nah. This pain is temporary. My ribs are gonna heal eventually. Right. But on Sunday, I dealt with that pain. Mm. On Monday, that pain was something serious. And I dealt with that pain. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But in my mind, it was like we said, I had the end goal in mind. That was to mm-hmm. get that contract for me and my family. Mm-hmm. Who were some of the people in your, I mean, of course, I know your dad was there. Did you have any, like, good friends, not the league friends? Like, your good real friends. friends. The ones that you, your day ones, that was in your life that helped you along in that process. Like, fighting with you, like, nah, bro. Like, you yeah, got keep it. going. Keep going. I know it don't seem like it right now, but keep going, like you know. Yeah, now nah, um, I'm a I'm a I'm a person. I don't really have uh, a lot of friends because I don't really fool with a lot of people, and I always kind of been like that. So if I rock with you, then you know I rock with you heavy. I rock with you strong, and you know whatever go down, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. Because that's just how I am. So I can't rock with everybody because everybody don't rock like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything is conditional or certain circumstances, and that's not how who I am. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if I, if it's something that's going down. You know what I mean? And me and AR, we in the mix. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> we in the mix. You know what I'm saying? We're about to get in the mix. You know what I'm right. saying? I don't want to have to think twice. Right. Is he going to be here? Yeah. Does he have my back? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I need to know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I always been to tell a person I don't fool with a whole lot of people. But the one person that I can say, you know what I'm saying, is my boy Bobby. You know what I'm saying? We've been since literally, you know what I mean? He's been the one consistent. You may have other people that come and go. But he the one consistent, you know what I'm saying, friend that's always been like, yo, I believe in you. Yo, it don't matter. It don't matter what they say. He was my high school quarterback, too. Like, yo, it don't it don't matter what they say. It don't matter. Like, yo, but you've been doing this your whole life. Right. You've been fighting the haters. You know what I mean? It don't matter. Like, yo, keep going. Come down here. Him and his family used to come down and fly to the games and stuff. You know what I mean? So he was in the one consistent one. Well, you know, it works both ways, though. We rely on each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a real friendship. And then it's somebody, I ain't got to talk to him every day. Yeah. I ain't got to talk to him every day. I might go a month without talking to him. Right. Yeah. But I can no, pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah, I can pick up the phone. And yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think, you know what I'm saying? That's what a real and a true friend is. You know right. what I mean? They're going to love you through all them circumstances. They're going to be there for you. They're going to tell you when you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? They're going to tell you when you need to tighten up. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think a true friend is for. So for me to say friends, like, no, I ain't got a lot of those. Because I think that's what a true friend is. So I can count on one hand. You know what I'm saying? How many true friends I got. Yeah. And I even use all my fingers I'm on the one hand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We we was talking earlier about um uh what was you saying? Uh about the stereotypes that you hear like in the NFL. Like he was saying like they call like wide receivers, uh the divas. The divas. Yeah. Right. Uh are some of those stereotypes like true? I mean some of them. Yeah. With certain well, they players. I don't know. Sometimes they say we divas. Really? Nah, not the running backs necessarily. Not that's not the running. That's the wide receivers. That's the divas. The running backs. I mean, it's not no real big one as far as the running backs. But it, as far as football players, definitely, definitely the black football players. They spend money. They got all this money. They just blowing their money. They not mm. saving. Like, did you see that? Like, oh no, that's the, that's very true. It's very true. Yes, yeah. that's very true. But that's but that's that that also that comes from our culture. Mm-hmm. That's a cultural thing. You know what I'm saying? That's a and a lot of times a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, growing up in the black community, you don't have your fathers there. You know what I'm saying? Or if they're do there, they don't understand it, they don't know because they ain't never been there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So how can you help me with something? How can you put me, you know what I'm saying, put me on game or something if we've never been there? Says all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not things that you really just intend to do, but it's like you there and you like, oh, 
he got this. Well, I got the money. I'm going to get it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you're just living in the moment and you're not thinking about. You ain't going to do this for the rest of your life. Right. You're not, but it feels like it feels like, yo, this will never end. Right. You know what I mean? When in reality, but you got a couple years and you done. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's very few people that play more than 10 years. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure, it's I'm very few people that. that it's very few people that play eight years. It's very people that play five years. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and I know. I know what what what, what you gonna ask. Um, so let me ask my question first. Did Did you have that in your mind? Did you was like, you know what? I need to make sure I stack my money. I save my money. Invest. You know, and it may be investing something. Did you have that? And did you have people around you telling you that? Or you was like, I think honestly, I think everyone has people around you telling you that. Uh huh. It's are you gonna listen? Right. You know what I'm saying? Are you really gonna take heed to what they saying? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you do it, but it's 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 times where you doing it with the wrong people. Are you investing into the wrong things? Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying? Are you investing into what somebody's telling you, but you're not really knowledgeable of it? Mm-hmm. So times, a lot of times, with playing to the people going broke and stuff like that is that plays into a major role is investing and stuff like that. But it's like you who you have here, you, who you got, who you investing with, right. who really are these people? Right. What are you investing in? Right. And you know, when you that young, you just kind of like, okay, well, that's what they say. Right. You know what I mean? You just kind of grow up in such and such word. Mm. Well, and you trusting in such and such, but such and such is, you know, 38 years old, got a whole family, know the whole ins and out in the game. And yeah. really he just back doing you, you know what I'm saying? Taking money off the top. You don't even know. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what goes on a lot. So it's not that people, they don't try to do that. They do, but it's oftentimes it ends up bad because you don't know any better. It's like, you're trying to do, I'm trying to do what you're telling me to do, but I don't have any real guidance to do it. And then some of the money that you are taking, you're like, okay, well, I invested. I invested so I can spurs. I can, let me go spurs and spend, you know, 50, 60,000. Let me buy me some jewelry, buy me some this and that. Because I mean, I invested too. I invested first. But then years later, your investment turned bad or it don't end up right. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. that's a, a lot of that goes on, too. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of spurs and stuff go on, too. But it's, I would say a lot of that, it, it all plays a part in it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, you see it. I mean, you see it. I mean, I, mean, I ain't lying. You, I seen dudes in the script club throw $100,000. Yeah. I seen dudes, you know, throw $50,000, $20,000. Hey, Tate, no, 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 not me. <laughs> I give him this good hundo. Me. <laughs> yeah, that was your answer. Yeah, I was gonna money. ask you. So, like the messy stuff, of course, because I don't really know a lot about football. So, like, okay, you get your big check. What's your first thing you do? When I sign with, uh, when I got after I got drafted, or when I signed with yeah, Cleveland? I'm sure, like rookies don't make, they don't get the best money, right? I mean, you get some hands. I mean, you do, <laughs> but you get you just, your. That I, I think in my mind, I think that when people get that first check, they really. To me, I think I, mean, I could be wrong. People just go do whatever they feel like they wanted to do ever. Like they get that check. I want to get a house. I want to get a car. I want to do this. I want to do this. Not even thinking like, wait, 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 wait. Let me really think about this money and do whatever I need to do. You know. So what did you? I mean, so what were you talking about when I got drafted or when I signed with Cleveland? Let's, let's talk both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when I got drafted, the first thing, my first purchase was a house. Mm-hmm. The house I still live in today. Um, I purchased. Wow. Uh, that tells a lot. Yeah. That's, you still. You still. Yeah. I still yeah. live in it. Yeah. It's. I ain't got no reason for no big old right. mansion. It's me. Right. My kids don't live with me. Right. You know, it's just me. Yeah. yeah. And that house more than big enough still. Yeah. You know, 
So, um, but that's my first purchase was a house because I felt like um, I needed to invest in something, you know. So whether if I was here or not, I could sell that house at some point and make, you know, my money back or more, you know, or I could rent it out one day, you know. So I had that, that you know, saying that part of it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I had people t- talking to me and I made, you know, that was a smart move. Um, on my behalf and listen to the people around me. So that was the first thing I did. I went and bought my house. I bought my house in cash. So, so when you bought your house, did you like do all this extra stuff to it and spend a bunch of money on getting it the way you want it to be and living the way you want to live? I mean, yeah. I mean, my house is, I mean, it's a nice size house, but like, yeah, I mean, I had like a decorator come in and I got it all like, yeah. you know what I mean? I got it all. Yeah, I mean, it was like, not like outlandish. Out like, yeah. if you go to my house, you can't be like, oh, a decorator been here, but you yeah. know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just halfway, you know, not like nothing crazy. Yeah. Cause I'm not like, I'm not like a, a flashy type person. Yeah. I don't say anything you spent your money on. You was like, damn, that was kind of, uh, I probably shouldn't have did that, man. Yeah. I could have, I could have, you know, put that money to the side. Yeah. Is it some stuff where I did that? Yeah. With, with, like, just give us an example. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Like what you did, like, like, I mean, I got jewelry. Even some of the jewelry you see me say, yeah, you know, yeah. like I still be like, man, I should just yeah. sell this or something because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even wear jewelry like that. Yeah. So like the first thing that I probably, no, I ain't gonna say the first thing because it ain't the only thing. But one of the bigger things I say I probably bought when I was like, bro, after I got, I'm like, oh, why even get this? I don't yeah. even wear watches. I bought a Rolex and Rolex cost like thirty. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like thirty. Oh, so yeah. like, Ooh. so I, you say I oh, wear the turtles every like you, you might have seen me wear it, maybe yeah. not. You know what yeah. I mean? But. I don't even really wear it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it costs thirty some thousand dollars, and I'm like, but that's a car. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Dude, that's why people get paid in the year. Like, <laughs> yeah, some right. people. You know yeah, what I mean? you know what I mean. So that was probably like one of like my bigger th- because I don't really like. I may have done some stuff, bought some stuff, but it's never like like crazy amount. I may like complain about it later, but that was probably my, you know what I'm saying, my jewelry. Like I had bought that, and then I bought like some chains and stuff, and I had spent <laughs> some money, and I was like, man. Did yeah. you buy the Rolex because you liked the Rolex, or did you buy Rolex because that was what people was doing, buying Rolexes when they got money? I think I bought it because let everybody know, like, yo, I ride <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. Like, my nigga, yeah. you got one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 right. That's done, game. Right. Um, and then so, so now you the Cleveland chick, right? That's next. Yeah, Cleveland. Um, Cleveland. The first thing I bought was a house. I bought a house in Cleveland. You still got that? Yep, I still got my house in Cleveland. Let's go. So I bought. So when you, okay. First off, because if my son makes my son want to get football, I mean basketball player, um, you ain't said one time like you went and got your mama a house or. But right, because I love my people, but at the same time, like this is it's my life, mm-hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? They may have pushed me, they may have helped me, but you didn't have to endure what I endured. So the first thing I had to do is make sure I was secure. Take care of For sure. Because I got kids now. I got yeah. four kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to make sure me and my kids were secure. I love you, mom and dad. But you know what I'm saying? You not you know what I'm saying? Y'all not my responsibility. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't coming in a harsh way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a harsh way, and yeah. but they understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so you asked me what's the first thing I bought. Right, I'm telling you the first thing I bought. I ain't never right. said I didn't buy one. My, right. my mom's right. got a brand new car. She's still yeah. riding it right now. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's got a uh, got a brand new car. He was riding it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my first, you know, when I first got to the league, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I really didn't yeah. buy them things. I would give them money. Right. You know, I would get them 10 racks here, 10 yeah. racks there. Yeah. You know? Your plan was to make sure Ben was set first. 
Right, but yeah. I would give them money to make sure they was okay. Yeah. I didn't want them struggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what sure. I'm saying? So I wouldn't necessarily want to buy them stuff. I'd be like, hey, Pops, go check your account. I put 15,000 15, in there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, yeah, Mom, yeah. go check That's your account. Feeling, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That, yeah. Oh, Mom, what's your account? And I'm going to ride. Just give me your account. You know what I mean? Yeah. I put 10,000 in there. Something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I would yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, more so than buying them things. Because yeah. my, especially my dad, he don't really want things. He want yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> So he can, so he can, so he can go uh, make a bad decisions with the money. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, many, how many people start popping out the woodwork? Nah, I don't rock like that. Yeah. I don't rock like that. So, but you ain't so, had people coming out like, they don't, hey, me and my family, me and my family don't rock like that. And if they yeah. did come, I put them in check myself off rip. Yeah. Hey, my nigga. Yeah. Where was you at? Right. Who are you? Right. Are you, get out of my face. I'm yeah. rude like that. Yeah. I'm rude like, and I'm still rude like that to yeah, this day. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it ain't nothing against you. I'm yeah. protecting me and mine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I got this umbrella right here. Mm -hmm. So you know what I'm saying? You gonna have to deal with me first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want nobody speaking for me. Nah, I'm gonna tell you, get out of my face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's smart that you like that though, because some people get some people ain't strong minded and will like and get that. stressed out and spend all their money. Get stressed out and then they feel like I gotta buy my auntie a house. I gotta put my my cousin uh, to college. Nah. I gotta. Well, nobody. Help. If you wasn't there with me from the beginning. You wasn't there with my nights crying and the nights that I had to go through. Then why should I share, you know what I'm saying, my abundance and the, these blessings that God gave me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I might yeah. give you a little something. I ain't going to say I'm mean to you, but if, if you right. out with us and we eating, I'm going to pay for your meal, right. maybe. You know what I'm saying? If maybe. I like you, yeah. if I like you, yeah. if I don't like you, I ain't going to pay for your meal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like but, you're probably not going to be sitting down eating dinner with Right. That's yeah. true, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that, you know what I'm saying? I was just very protective for it because you heard the stories of, you know, what happens to guys and, mm. and this and that. So, but no, I definitely, you know, I definitely bought my mom's a car for Mother's Day, bought my pops a truck for pop, um, car for like um, Father's yeah. Day and stuff like that. And I did, yeah. you know, I definitely do things for them. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's dope. So I didn't want you to think that they got left out. They didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's one thing we failed to, to talk about yet. Like, when did your kids come along? Did they come along to mm -hmm. like, your, your actual NFL, NFL career? Or it was after all that? Nah, my kids doing my career. You got four four girls? No. Don't, don't wish that on me. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I got two. I got two boys and, uh, and two girls. Okay. That's what's up. Okay. So you got mixed. You been married before or never? Never been married before. No. Do you want to get married? I do. What's your I ideal really, for me? I do really want to get, be married. Like some serious. To to being, man. What's your, <laughs> what's your, what's the ideal chick or wife? I mean, when you say like, like looks, or you mean just like no, everything? Looks don't matter. No, they do matter. Well, I mean, okay. I hear people say looks don't matter. They do matter because I can't have a wife that I'm not attracted to. Right. If I'm not attracted to you, then as a man, you're going to want to go somewhere else. But just because then physically attractive don't be be at all. You can be attractive and not have nothing to do with your looks at all. So what's your ideal woman? That's true. I can agree with you on that to a to a certain extent. But that's not your wife is what you're saying. No, no, no. My wife is going to have to be both. Right. Okay, I ain't so attractive to you too. They, she got to be attractive to you. To me, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, not, everybody might not think she's attractive. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's Do she have? Okay, yeah. You tell me what you, what your ideal. Yeah. She talking about looks. Looks. What I like. Everything. Like. I mean, well, first off, you know, first off, like now, you know, what I'm saying, I'm committed to God. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying, I, you know, what I'm saying, I live my life. Like I lived. You know, what I'm saying, not saying I'm not living anymore, but you know what I'm saying, I, I lived that style of my life. Like, yo, like. 
I have lived. I have done some things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I've yeah. done plenty of things that people probably wish they have done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so now it's like you know what I'm saying. Once I really committed myself to God and and seeing a lot of things, you know, that I that I that I wanted or things that I didn't understand or things that you know I just really didn't care for, you know what I'm saying? Or didn't handle things the right way when it came to women and stuff like that. Like I'm, I'm different now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm totally like all the way, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Cause I think that's always going to be a, the battle. I'm always going to be working to become a better person for myself first. You know what I'm saying? For God, you know, and then my wife and stuff like that. But so I think I got to have a woman who she got to love God. Like, and that got to be like, that gotta be her rock. Like I don't need to be number one. Like you need to love God first because if you don't love God, you gonna have a real time hard time dealing with me. Cause I'm a piece of work. You know what I'm saying? And I know it. You know what I'm saying? And I know it. But I've came a long way. Like my past relationships. Like you know what I'm saying? I still talk to him sometimes, and I'd be like, Yo, I'm sorry. Yeah. I tell him like you know I'm still friends with you know what I'm saying most of my you know what I'm saying my exes or whatever, and some because I got babies with them. But you know what I mean. But it's like, yo, I'm sorry. But it's like, on the real, like, yo, I tell him, like, and more than once, like, I tell him, like, yo, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. Or if I did know better at this stage, I didn't care. I let, you know what I'm saying, the, my, my situation, or I let, you know what I'm saying, being in the league and what was acceptable, you know what I'm saying, pull over to me being acceptable and what we talked about in the locker rooms, like being cool. You know what I'm saying? You, you you was cool if you had a shorty and three other drones on the side that was gonna keep it quiet. Right. You know what I mean? And it wasn't really till I really started to invest my time, really gave my life to God. They'd be like, "Yo, that really ain't cool." You know what I'm saying? Everybody think it's cool. It's a cool thing to do. You know, but it's really not because you you playing with somebody hard over there. You playing with somebody soul. Like you you know what I'm saying? She entrusted you with that. You got that in your hand, and you just you know what I'm saying? You rolling dice with it. Right. You know what I mean? So it took a while for me to really get that part of it down because I was a wild one. You know what I mean? Right. So we definitely got God. God. So she got to be, that got to be like locked in. Like, that ain't no question. Right. Like, I ain't got nothing else against, you know, no other religion or whatever. But if you ain't Christian and and sold in, you know what I'm saying, all for God, then we probably ain't going to work. Right. For sure. You know what I mean? So that's number one. Um, Number two, I mean, looks wise, I mean. I typically go for light skinned girls. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. So like John, my brother. <laughs> I typically like red bones. <laughs> I typically like red bones, but I have talked to dark skinned girls too. Like it ain't no, you know what I'm saying? I like exotic girls. Just be, I like exotic girls. You know what I mean? But I like light skinned girls. Yeah. I talked to my ex girlfriends. One of my ex girlfriends, dark skinned girls. So I, I don't have like, you know what I mean? They just gotta be pretty to me. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? But yeah. it, I, I'm saying I like light skin because that's what's gonna catch my eye first. Yeah. If it's three girls that walk by, one white, one black, you know what I'm saying, one light skin, I'm gonna look at the light skin girl first. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that don't mean, you know what yeah. I mean? I won't talk to the rest of them because I will. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. But so light skin, I like hair. I like real hair. Mm-hmm. So I like long hair. Yeah. And so no, not really? extensions, real hair. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like you know what I'm saying. I've always been like that. Like. I don't like, you know what I'm saying? I like, yeah, I think I like natural. You know what I mean? And I don't say, don't get me wrong, it ain't nothing with, you know, having extensions and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I don't mind that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But if you're going to be wearing them, at least let me know. Like, yo, when you take your extension out, baby, <laughs> yeah. get your hair coming down here yeah. somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Past yeah. your shoulders along here. You know what I mean? I got long hair. 
So that, that's what, like, that's the thing for me. Like, that's what I like. Like, that's what, like, a chick could be cute. I'm like, man, you cute, man, with your hair. Bro. <laughs> my hair longer than yours. Yeah, yeah. my hair longer than yeah. yours. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, I don't really... <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's like you know what I mean. That's you. That's just my thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So what about like career wise? I don't really care career wise. Mm. As long as you, I'm just I ain't gonna marry no bum. Right. I ain't gonna marry no girl that has no ambitions or nothing like that. Now trust me, you gotta have ambitions and you gotta be. You know what I mean? You gotta have ambitions and you gotta be wanting to do something. Have goals. You know what I'm saying? Have goals, but you know what I mean. I'm not really too. Worried about necessarily what you do, because mm-hmm. I'm gonna love you for you. Because what you doing, yeah. you can lose that. Right. You know what I mean? If you was with me, because I played in the NFL, well, guess what? I ain't there right now. So, right. so now you gonna leave me? You know what right. I mean? Right. So I ain't necessarily. I'm not really necessarily caught up into what they do. I'm more. I'm more gonna be about into them. Like, okay, what's your goals and what's your ambitions and what you want to do? Can I help you? You know what I'm saying? Do what you want to do. Are you gonna? Are you gonna empower me? Are you gonna hold me accountable? Are you gonna make me better? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's the type of really type of woman that I'm looking for. I'm looking for a woman that's going to hold me accountable. Like, you know what I'm saying? Looking for a woman. You got to have patience with me. Yeah, you got to have patience, single, B. Single. Yeah. Huh? So you out here single, single. Yeah, I'm single, single. Yeah, I'm, I'm all the way single because I just don't have time now. Like, I got so much going on. Now, when do you have time? Like, if you're saying you want to get married. But it's like, I talk. So when I I'm single, single. Yeah. So, but do I talk to females? Yes. Will I X them off real quick? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Will I, you know what I mean? Will I, will I, do I have girls as friends or whatever like that? And Yeah, but I'm looking for my wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, if I'm looking for my wife, then I got to prepare myself. Yeah. So right now, I'm more focused on preparing myself and getting where I need to be for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For, for God, for my kids. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? I can worry about my wife. And, you know, I feel like I'm doing a better job at, you know what I'm saying? preparing myself yeah. you know what i'm saying because i want like i said i want a wife like i don't i ain't got time for the thoughts no more yeah like i don't like you know what I mean? it's cool to look yeah. at it's cool to do <laughs> that but like now it's like now like I, I want more than that because i ain't gonna lie i've done so much of that and sometimes we do so much of that it's like yeah it's and we do so much of it it's like you sometimes you 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 like kind of forget or you kind of i ain't gonna say forget but it like it misconstrues your idea of what a woman should be mm. or what she's a, you know what I'm saying? How she's to act. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't want no chick to just go on. If I just meet you in like a day or two, you just giving it up. Right. Like, man, nothing to work for. Now I don't like look at you. Like you must be a thought. Even yeah. if you really ain't, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. You must be. So now I'm already off you. Cause right. I got what I wanted. Right. And I really wanted to see if it was more in you, but I'm off you now. Cause you didn't let me hit already. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wanted to say it was more you, but uh, it's too late. Yeah, you gave it up. Now it's yeah. it's just a wrap for me. Like are you you, you yeah. placed in that box. Yeah, yeah. even if you're uh, not. Yeah, and speaking on that, I think one of like the dopest thing I heard you say is your relationship with God, because like you don't hear too much like athletes and of course people always say you know at the war show yeah want to thank God. You know what I'm saying? But right. to actually hear, because we know you from church. Yeah. Yeah. Higher calling church, right? That's where we met you. Um, and just, it's one thing to say, like, man, I believe in God, or I prayed to God when I was in high school to help me out. But to actually see you firsthand worshiping God, you know what I'm saying? Uh, praying, you know, as a, as a young black man as well. But just praying, like, I know you said high school got you into, like, 
God, but like what brought you to church? You know what I'm saying? What brought you to this church specifically too? Man, to higher calling. Man, life is what really made me um really be serious about God. Cause like I said, like I think like God has, you know, yeah, it says in the Bible, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Some are chosen. You know what I'm saying? And so like some stuff you just can't really run away from if you're chosen. Yeah. And man, that's so true. And I feel like, you know, no slight against nobody else or whatever. And you know, I don't know. They say God don't have favors, but I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's just how yeah. I feel because yeah. you know, and I say that because like he's chasing me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's chasing me. Like he didn't lash. I didn't got my whoopings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what eventually brought me to God. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is the things that he allowed to happen in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he tried to get my attention. My first, that wasn't the first time he tried, but I knew he was really trying to get my attention my first year in the league when I got hurt mm-hmm. because he seen the path that I was going down mm-hmm. and I didn't listen. You know what I'm saying? That he just, yeah. yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like you yeah. 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 And he had tried before, but it wasn't never a right. big enough thing to make me like, oh, let me slow down. You know what I'm saying? Right. And with that, when I first got in the league, that grabbed my attention. Like, okay, I know this is God trying to get my attention. I know he allowed these things happen, you know, for a reason. But it only slowed me down for the moment. Mm-hmm. Once I started getting back on track with what I thought and what I needed and what I, you know, I started to kind of stray away. So it was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would say, when you were speaking about um, my year with the Browns, that's the year, um, well, late in that year, after everything had happened, because people look and they say, you know, I've been on, what, I don't know, what, maybe three or four NFL teams. Right. Well, they don't realize three of those teams was in one year. Right. It wasn't like I was jumping all around the league because I wasn't right. a good player. Right. No, all of that happened in one year. Mm-hmm. And that was the year that God really started to grab, you know what I'm saying? grab me you know what i'm saying and shake my life up you know because i felt the emptiness mm. i felt like something was missing you talk about that contract that contract what i was fighting for that whole time when i signed it i felt empty mm. i wasn't happy mm. you know what i'm saying when i signed it so you know you often hear people say like your money don't make you happy well it's a cliche but it's real you yeah. know what I'm saying? It won't. It can help with things. It can definitely make life easier. Right. Can make things go easier. And just because it's easier, don't mean. But that don't mean you're gonna be happier. If that's the case, then why we got celebrities with all these money out here killing themselves? Right. Why you got you know so all these people offing themselves? You know yeah. what I'm saying? They got all these got these millions of dollars. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? So people, when you don't have, you like oh yeah, like whatever. But you know what I'm saying? I'm here to tell you like it don't. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not. Money ain't is 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 that's it's not it. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not it to make you happy. Right. Like yeah, I want it, and you should you have it. Absolutely, we should do everything we can. But don't that that can't be the root of your happiness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I felt empty. You know what I'm saying? After I signed that contract, and that whole year for me was just off. Mm. Like everything was off, and I kept feeling it. Like yo, I'm missing something. I kept saying it, yo, I'm missing something. Like I'll be out there in the middle of a game, the game going on. I'm balling. Like mm. I'm like like why well, I feel off though. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I feel oh, I don't feel right. Wow. And so that's you know what I'm saying. So that year and everything that transpired and that transpired through that year, honestly, is what really brought me to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and He just really broke me down and brought me to my knees, man, and just really started taking away different things in my life. You know, took football away first. You know what I'm saying? Started with started with that. Started taking other things. You know what I'm saying? I was in a relationship. 
with somebody who I thought I was going to marry at the time. You know what I mean? Stuff wasn't going right. That kind of went left. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't care. I'm like, okay, I don't care. You know what yeah. I mean? But we got kids and, you know, so, so right. then she leaving and, you know, then my kids, you know, taking my kids away. And I, you know, to the point where I'm just like, I ain't got nobody else right now. Back down to you and God. Yeah. It's back down to me and God. Yeah. So, you know, what, what it's going to be. And I really, you know, and from, from then, from then up until now, like, it's still, you know what I'm saying, just me and God because he's trying to get me, you know what I'm saying, to where I need to be so he can use me how he need to use me. And, you know, so that's what I'm really sold out for right now. I'm sold out, you know what I'm saying, to God for my destiny and my purpose, you know what I'm saying, in my life. And I feel like, you know what I mean, without God, like, how can we know if he, if, you know, they say he created us. Right. He created us, then, you know what I'm saying, he knew what he put in us and he knew he what he put in us to do. And we all got a purpose and we all have a reason, you know what I'm saying? So all of our purposes and our, you know what I'm saying, our destiny, it go hand in hand with what God created us to do. Right. So I'm just trying to live my best life, you know what I'm saying, for yeah. God right. so I can be used the way he want to use me so I can glorify him. Yeah. And I know when I do that, you know what I mean, he going to elevate me and right. I'm going to get all the perks that come with it. Yeah. Right. yeah. So that's dope. What you saying that, how do you, like, other than something happening to somebody, what's a, what's a way that people that's listening they can get their relationship with God. What would be some of your advice? Man, to be honest, I think most of the time, if you didn't kind of grow up in it, you didn't kind of grow up in it, or you just not really, or if you just not already like aware or just kind of around that type of atmosphere and around that type of stuff, then I don't think... I think it almost always takes some type of circumstance to yeah. really break somebody, to really break you down yeah. and really make you serious about God. Mm -hmm. I think it takes almost some type of circumstance in your life. And God is the one that always knows what it takes. Mm -hmm. And he knows what it takes to get you there. Because even with me initially, he started taking things away. And I was like, okay. Yeah, you still are. I'm still good. Yeah. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? He knew what he had, to, how much and what he had to take to get me to really get down to my knees and be like, okay, God, I'm yours. Yeah. Use me. I want to be used. Yeah. I want to be serious about you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I almost always feel like it takes some type of really circumstance, whether it happens to us, whether it happens to someone you close with, you know, it might be a mom or dad, somebody dies, somebody, something that really, you know what I'm saying, makes you snap into it and be like, and, and wakes you up like, oh. You know what I'm saying? I've been walking through life and I thought I've been doing this or I thought I've been doing that when I really haven't because I've been doing it without God. Right. You know what I mean? So I think most of the time it, it really takes something to happen. Yeah. Some type of circumstance or situation in someone's life to make you serious about God. Yeah. Serious. Because sometimes people go out there and they, you know, you kind of want to, you kind of fake the funk or kind of ride the wave for a second. You know what I mean? But you're not serious about it. Right. You know, and that's what happened to me. I think the first time, right. you know, I just rolled that way for a little, for the little, for a little moment. Mm -hmm. You know, he ain't take away enough to make me real serious about it. Right. You know, and this time around, fortunate enough, um, he gave me a second chance. He yeah. gave me a second chance, and he ain't have to destroy my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? He right. definitely broke Break me down. Right. Yeah, he definitely broke me off real nice though. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But he had to do it. You know what I'm saying? He know that I needed to be humbled. And to be put in the place to come to the person that I am today and the person that he's still shaping and molding me to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's dope.
um, I, I just want to, um, before we, I want to jump back to the NFL real quick. Um, I want to ask you a few questions and they, and they, and they tie together. First, how do you feel about them blackballing cap, man? How do you feel about that situation? <laughs> you feel like he's being blackballed and because I mean, I think y'all think he's being blackballed, but uh, there's no question. He's being yeah. Blackballed. There's I, no question about that. How do you feel about the situation? <sighs> It's a tough situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand where Cap was coming from and the things that's going on mm-hmm. because me being a black man, you know what I'm saying, in this world, and it's just what it is, it's different. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's different. You know what I mean? It's different when you look how I look, you know what I'm saying, kind of big, got muscles, and... You know what I'm saying? Cops and stuff like that coming up to you, they 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 a little intimidated. You know what right. I mean? Just cause just the way I look off rip. Right. You know what I'm saying? They ain't gotta say a word to me. Yep. You know what I mean? So they already intimidated, you know what I mean? And so I understand where he was coming from and what he was trying to stand for. You know. Um I can't say I can I don't know, man. I don't know if he did it the best. I don't know if that the way he did it was the best way to mm-hmm. do it because it was oftentimes more talked about what he was doing than what the real cause was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I understand. So it took away from what he really Right. It took to away say. from what the real issue was. You know what I'm saying? And that's what everybody forgot for a while. Right. You know what I'm saying? You would hear people talk about it, you know, sometimes. But it took away from what the real issue was. I understand what he was trying to do. And I applaud him for that. You know what I'm saying? But I just can't sit here and say I don't know if he went about it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You but I can't, fa- I can't fault him on it either. Right. I, can't, I really can't fault him on it. But it's like I don't know if it was necessarily handled. You know what I'm saying? How he should have handled it. But it's like, hey, you got to stand for something. Yeah. You got to stand for something. You know what I mean? You got to stand for what you believe in. You know what I mean? But yeah. think about this too, though. His narrative would have never, ever been changed had he not kneeled. He he already is a celebrity. This is how I look at it. He's already a celebrity. So you get multiple, multiple platforms to say what you want to say and get your point heard. But taking a knee on a, on, on a football field is almost like he's still disrespectful. And at the end of the day, I still don't think what he was trying to say was put out there the way it needed to be put out because it took away from what he was saying because he took it on the football field. They weren't going to let it, though. They weren't going to let that happen. Just like just like T.I. feel his kind of On the football field doing the national anthem. Doing the national anthem. Just like T.I. T.I. be up against a bunch of stuff, but T.I., and it's a different platform. He could say it in his rap, but when T.I. really, really feeling something, he feel like it needs to be said, he on a breakfast club. He on a radio station. He ain't doing it where he in his rap because, yeah, people going to rap your rap with you, but they not going to. But that's his biggest, that is his biggest platform. You know what I'm saying? Like, that. that is it. And that's why, you know, I feel like that's why he did that. It's because he is a, a NFL football player. And the quarterback. But and the quarterback. The this is where millions will, millions of people will, will see, hey, this is my fight against social injustice. And that's why, I was a, that's why I was a big talk. I just think it took, like Dan said, I think it took away what it really stood for. Do you think he ever gets on? Now? No. No. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think he ever played in the National Football League ever again. Ever again. 
ever again. So and and he and he should. He's good enough to. Yeah, because he's definitely better than some quarterbacks. Though. Oh, he's definitely better than some quarterbacks that are starting. Yeah, you know what I mean. But what I say, go back into the politics of things, and yeah. it's just one that you see on a major level. You know what I'm saying? It's on a major level of the politics that you so, see that we deal with in the game. So how do you feel about, and that, that leads into my next thing, how do you feel about uh, when Jerry Jones made that statement that he made that you can't let the inmates run the prison? Oh, that was actually Bob McNair. Yeah. Bob McNair. Oh, was that Bob McNair that said that? Bob McNair. Okay, Bob McNair. Yeah, Houston Texans on to make that statement. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really felt some type of way about it. Yeah. I really did. I used to work right, for that work, man. You right, know what I mean? Right. I used to work for that man. Yeah. So I really felt some type of way about it. And, you know, for him to come out and say it, like, when you're at that level and you're at, and you have the influence that he has mm-hmm. over the NFL, not just the NFL, but Texas in general. I mean, yeah, he, he right. linked up and he locked in with the Bushes. And, right. you know what I mean? He like one of the big wigs in Texas, just mm-hmm. period. So when you come out and you say something like that, man, like you can't tell me he doesn't think before he speaks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He he's he's too, you know what I mean? He had too much wisdom. Too, too, you know what I'm saying? You got too much wisdom. You've done too much, you've done too much business. So you're not just gonna open up your mouth and just say something that you don't mean. When right. he said it, I think he meant it. Mm-hmm. And it opened doors for other big people like him to make statements like that and get away with it. Right, right. So I mean, I, I felt some type of way, like you know what I'm saying. I felt some type of way. Um, and I think that was actually like a little bit of time before. Um, yeah, it was because a couple of years ago when they was doing like a a, a ring, uh, um, a ring induction for Andre Johnson, mm. and I think Andre uh, was almost not about to to to, to do it, yeah, you know, well, and uh, and yeah, and a lot of people I think were contemplating not not going and showing up for that, you know, what I'm saying for that honoring. But then I you had to realize it was it was really for Andre, because I was one of the ones that was like, man, I don't even know if I'm going. But I'm like, yeah. nah, I like Andre. I'm friends with yeah. Andre. It's right. about Andre. It's not about what, you know, what I'm saying was being said. But I mean, you look at the stance of some of the players took. You know, Dwayne Brown, he ain't play. You know, what I'm saying and they was thinking about like, nah. I mean, so that's huge. But that just lets you see how they see us, right. you know what I'm saying, in their eyes. You know what I mean? It is. Like, that's just that's just real. And to be honest, you know what I mean, the the white players and the black players in the NFL is different because the white players in the NFL, they're the minority. You got to think about it. The white players in the NFL, they're the minority. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when if you, if you see, you know what I mean, there's no black owner in the NFL. Right. It's not a black owner. Right. You know, it's not that many black coaches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you see a fellow, you know what I mean? When you see a fellow minority that's, you know what I'm saying, that's doing kind of like, you know, okay, he in the league, he doing his thing. You often see sometimes they get the benefit of the doubt, you know what I'm saying, over, you know what I mean, the counterparts or your black players. They often get the benefits of the doubt from the coaches or the benefit of the doubt from the owners. Or sometimes they edge somebody out and get that contract when half the time they're not even as good. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you see that. Yeah, that's crazy too. Is like, what's so crazy? The only, the only piece to a football team that's usually not, oh, we can get rid of him, is the quarterback position. And what's that position dominated by? White players. Mm-hmm. White players. They the only ones that get the money. 
They get right. real money. Yeah. You might have one court like one running back or maybe a wide receiver. They might get that big check, but they they half ass want to give them to them. Right. But the only one that get their money up front is the and they can be sad like yeah. straight garbage, and they get their money. I I had um I don't mean to rush you, but I had something uh. Somebody had said something on Instagram like the other week about like a position player or something like that. I can't remember in, ref- in reference what it was, but it just sparked a little like fire in me. You know, typically I don't respond back, but I think I said, I say like along the lines of, you know, the quarterback position in the NFL is a position that, you know, okay, I should say it like this. All the other positions, it's like you have to prove yourself. You put in the work. You prove yourself, and then even when you've proven yourself, or you have, you know, a history of doing X amount, you know, what I'm saying yards or doing this or that as an individual, statistically, they still will come at you in negotiations and fight. And basically, their job is doing negotiations period is to basically put you down and tell you what you not, so they won't have to give you that money. They come at you, well, you really ain't that fast. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Or you really, you ran for those yards in that game because the line really just opened up the hole real big and you really didn't have to do nothing. Hmm. So we could kind of get almost any type of player. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Those, that's the type of stuff that go in negotiation. negotiation. They try to use everything they can against you to not give you money. You know? But then you look at the quarterback spot, like you saying, and it's kind of, it's annoying, it bugs you, and everything else because you look at the quarterback position, they'll give those guys money when it's not deserving. You know what I mean? They don't have they have they don't have the the history behind their name or they don't have okay, let's use the example. We use Houston Texans. They signed Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler played in maybe a eight games or something like that before they had signed him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think let him through the playoffs or whatever, something was like that. But he didn't have, you know what I'm saying, that rapport behind him. Right. He didn't have that body of work, as they like to say, yeah. behind him to show this is what you do and this is what you do consistently. He played seven, eight games, and half of it was good. And then that man go get, you know, he never got nobody working again in his life. He played behind a legendary defense that held him. That's the crazy thing. Like, yeah. he wasn't doing nothing. And he gets 70, I think his contract was like 70 some million dollars. You know, he probably get 30, 40 of it guaranteed or whatever else. You know what I mean? And then you look at these other positions. You look at, you know what I'm saying, positions like mine, running back. They don't want to pay you. You know what I'm saying? Wide receivers, they get money and stuff like that. But still, it's like you have to show them You have to show them that you're worthy of that money. You know what I mean? You have to put in years. Like, they ain't even saying giving you that. You got to put in years and years of work. You know what I mean? And then half of the time, after you put in years of work, and they're like, all right, his body ball broke down. So he didn't play the first two years of this contract. Now we're going to cut them because we don't want to pay them no more of this money. Yeah. But you look at that position, like you're saying, it's predominantly dominated by, you know what I'm saying, the white players, which is, it's start, you're starting to see a trend and change in it now, which yeah. is good. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, that's just still what it is. They still get them all and they just get, oh, yeah. yeah. And then they, they just hand out the money to these people, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, it puzzles me. I'm, I, I don't understand. I'm like, yeah. if you think this is the most important position and it's the position that you, you know what I'm saying, you roll the dice on the most. Mm-hmm. Like that don't make no sense, right? To me, right? I'm gonna want somebody with some type of history, some type yeah. of body of work behind it. Boys out here just don't just you know what I'm saying, just gambling, playing dice out here with these quarterbacks, and then they wonder why like your team ain't not really that good. Like look at the Jaguars this year. Yeah. Everybody knew Blake Boyles was weak. <laughs> I mean, let's just keep it real. Yeah. Everybody knew Blake Boyles was weak, but they what? 
gave him the benefit of the doubt. They gave him the benefit of the doubt because, you know, he helped get, take care of him. And he had a maybe two game, good games in the playoffs, but the defense really carried him. He just did enough to sustain them. You know what I mean? But they gave him the benefit of the doubt, and they gave him that contract. Now look at the Jaguars. They should have been a Super Bowl contender this year mm-hmm. because of that one decision, because that one player, and you hate to say one player yeah. was the whole team, but when you're a quarterback, you got to do with a lot of you got to do a lot of the do a success of the team and especially the offense. Yeah. So after after the NFL, man, what's what's post NFL for Ben, man? What do you some things you want to get into, or uh, maybe you're going to do now, uh, not being in the NFL? Um, man, it's just to just build my empire to be able to first off glorify God, yeah, and to just be able to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whatever God has called me to do, like I said, that's really my focus now. That's really, you know what I'm saying, what I'm living for now. Yeah. Um, you know. So I mean, that's really, man, just really just trying to find my purpose and walk in it, man. Well, I know my purpose, but just trying to walk in it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just trying to walk in my purpose and my destiny, man. That's really what, you know what I'm saying, I'm shooting for right now. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't think football's over for me. Okay. I just think, you know what I'm saying, it's God just, you know, taking the time out to do a work in me. To get me back, um, like today we uh, we often hear that you know, you know we uh, you heard the, the pastor say today that you know God need light in dark places. Yeah, the NFL is a dark place. Right. You know, I think the NFL is a dark place with a lot of you know a lot of the wrong things are going on there, and you know God need His light to be shining there. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, it's my first time really like publicly saying it, but I don't yeah. believe my NFL uh, career is over. So you definitely still want to play and. Yeah, I mean, I still have the desire to play. I don't see like, oh, like I'm gun ho, like oh, I have to play. You know, yeah. if I didn't play again, I'd be fine. You know, because that's just where God has get, has gotten me. Right. You know, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But um, I believe that you know His will for me. You know, what I'm saying, and as well as my desires, because like I said, I still do want to play, but I'll be okay if I didn't. Gotcha. But I think it's to still play um in the NFL, man. Just mm-hmm. going back as a different person. You know, I've yeah. grown. I've grown. Um. Since I last played, I've grown a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The trials and the tribulations that I've been through, um, the things that God has allowed to happen to me, yeah. the things that the bad seeds that I've sown, you know what I'm saying, before that, you know what I'm saying, I'm having to deal with now. Right. You know, all of that, you know, is helped turning me into, you know what I'm saying, who he wants me to be. You know, he, he got me on the uh, on the potter's wheel, you know, just molding me to who he wants me to be. And oftentimes that takes circumstances. Yeah you know, circumstances to get us to move and to do the things that, you know, he wants us to do. So I really believe, you know what I'm saying, that it's God's will for me to go back and, and play. Um, And it's going to take him yeah. because in my position, right. I'm 30 already. Right. That don't happen. It's going to take a miracle. Right. But I believe in God and I believe in miracles. Sure. And he work them all the time. Anything possible, yeah. Are for you sure. conditioning yourself and preparing yourself to be back in the NFL or are you not at that point yet? Oh, no, nah, no doubt. I can't, you know, I can't, uh, think that uh, God wants me to do something and not prepare for it. Okay. So I've been preparing for it. I've been yeah. preparing for it. I've been. Um, I've been so preparing think, for I, it this year. I think we would definitely love to see that. I think a lot of a lot of other people would definitely love to see that too, man. Uh, definitely love to see that. Uh, I, don't, I don't think my career. Um, I don't think my career. Like I, I don't feel like I reached. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how you do something. It's like man, you if did, it's yeah. over. 
cool, but I didn't reach the your yeah, my full potential in it because of what I was doing. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so, so now you feeling like I got a clear mind. I got I'm it. Following God. It's about to be time for being to come back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, that's the way just God, you know, setting it up. And, and if it's not, right. I'm okay too because I know that's not God's will and he has something else better for me to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, um, Oftentimes, I think he used your gifts. He used your gifts and what he placed in you to touch the people and yeah. to grab the masses. And like you say, that was Kaepernick's biggest platform. And for my, for me, you know, my biggest platform was the NFL. So what, what better not wait to, you know what I'm saying, be remoted and come back and reintroduce as a different type of person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I ain't perfect. I, I'm far from it. You know what I mean? But I'm striving to be more godlike, you know what I'm saying, as much as I can. Yeah. That's dope. Well, uh, one of our last questions, um, and this has been on my mind a lot too, especially with you just now saying that, you know, you don't think it's over for you. For that young boy that's in the same position, well, not the same position, but that young boy that's in the position where you was when you started, frustrated, might not have a mom and father, you know, in their life. Um, and you don't have to be a young black boy. He can be Hispanic, white, whatever the case any may be. Boy. Any Any boy that's aspiring to be, where you have been and um and where and, you're trying, trying to go still um talking spiritually and as far as sports like what do you tell them man that they think they can't do it or they might be you know going through the same circumstance that you have been through what would you tell them i mean i would tell them that first off you know you got to have God as your foundation yeah. Like you really, really do. Like you hear people say that and you're kinda like nonchalant. But like experiencing the things that I've experienced and going through what I've gone through, you know what I'm saying? And the breaking that I had to take, you know what I'm saying, to help, you know what I'm saying, mold and shape. It's like, bro, I wouldn't wish that on nobody. Like I I didn't have some hard times, you know what I'm saying, in my life, you know what I'm saying, over the past few years, just dealing with, you know what I'm saying, what I had to deal with. Yeah. You know, um, so I would tell them, man, you gotta have a, a strong foundation, you know what I'm saying? A strong foundation that's, you know what I mean? That That's that's this God-centered. Like, you have to because, you know, even though God may allow things to happen in our lives and things that happen is that when you have him, it changes your perspective. Like, people think that when, you know, you give your life to God that it just changes, like, it changes the things around you. Mm-hmm. It don't change what happens around you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you may become wiser and, you know what I'm saying, smarter and not put yourself in some of those situations. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I'm saying, some things is out of our, is out of our control. And, some, and uh, you know, some, you can't, oftentimes you can't control what happens to you or what's going on around you. But when you got God in your life, it changes your perspective and how you look at those things and how you handle those things. You know what I'm saying? How you handle them in love. How you maybe not so quick to, you know, cuss somebody out or ready to fight. You know what I'm saying? I was always ready to fight. I was a fighter. You know what I'm saying? So things like that. So I would tell them that you got to have that because it's going to be, it's going to be highs in your life. It's going to be lows in your life. Yeah. But you got to learn to stay somewhere in between. So when the lows come, you're not one of those people that's wanting to kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? Or off yourself or go do something stupid to can mess up with what God has for you in the future. Yeah. You know? So I would say, you know, that's, that's number one. Mm. You know, and then secondly, I would say it's going to take a lot of hard work, any type of dream, any type of, you know, 
desire or passion or, you know, if you believe that, you know, it's your destiny to do something that God will put it in you, that don't mean it's going to be easy. So you're going to have to fight. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to fight. So I would definitely say, you know, you got to have God first and you got to have, you got to be a hard worker and you can't, you got to, you got to be able to fight. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to fight because it ain't nothing that you get that's good. And you know what I'm saying? That's going to last. Mm-hmm. It's going to be easy. Like yeah. nothing. You know, that's relationships. That's everything. It's going, you know what I'm saying? You got to put in the work to get the results. You know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of hard work. You know what I mean? And then the, the third thing I would say is, um, you gotta you gotta learn how to control your emotions, cause oftentimes you know what I'm saying, as people we let our emotions get the best of us mm. in certain situations. That's good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, mm. and you can't let that situation, you know what I'm saying, you can't let that situation put you in another bad situation. You know what I'm saying, you can't let that situation determine your whole circumstance right. because of how you felt at that moment. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I feel like you know, so you gotta find a way to constantly stay grounded and it goes back to again having God you know what I'm saying and your perspective mm-hmm. because those will help you with those things so I think you always gotta have God you always gotta be able to you know what I'm saying to work hard put in the work you know what I mean put in the work in whatever that is school whatever yeah. you're trying to do you gotta put in the work for it you know what I'm saying sure. to, to get the results yeah. you know what I'm saying and then the third thing is like you gotta control your emotions because it's gonna be ups and downs you know what right. I'm saying like I said but you gotta be able to control your emotions when you're dealing with those things yeah, yeah, most definitely. Hey, man, uh, we really appreciate you, man, man, taking your time out. Uh, we've been talking for about two hours now. Yeah, I figured it's going to uh, take a minute. Yeah, it's yeah. It's probably y'all best one yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to say hey, that, though. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah. Seriously, we yeah. really, really appreciate this. Hey, like, for sure. We've been working and working and trying to get this thing off the ground, and we really appreciate it, so. Yeah, man. Sure, we de- we definitely appreciate yeah. you, bro. All right, Chris, you going to take us out with a quote? All right, uh, running alone is alone is the toughest. Uh, you get to the point where you have to just keep pushing yourself. Uh, Walter Payton. That's dope. Come on That's now. Right. That's dope, yeah, man. I got you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so everyone, you can uh, go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at More Than The Vibe. Uh, go follow our page. Go subscribe to our page, More Than The Vibe. Dot L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. It's More Than The Vibe. We out. We out. We out. <laughs> <laughs>